0: Episode 653 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, March 4th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, and I'm joined by Justin Mason and two special guests. Got special guests all over the place. It is time for the Welsh and Bogman from In This League to return. Gentlemen, how's everyone doing tonight? Mr. Paul Spohr, thank you so much for having us. We're good. Doing appreciate, great. Appreciate oh. having you guys back on. Justin, you're on like nine minutes of sleep.
1: I'm here. I'm here.
2: Uh, I, I think I'm here. M-
0: Bogman's okay. got a little bit too much energy, though, Paul. This is going to be a problem. You're gonna have to I gotta I like bring it down. Bit. I like. no no no. no. I keep gotta keep it pep
2: up. it up for everybody. Let's yeah, go. Keep it
0: keep it going. We like it. We love it. Uh, we're talking outfielders today, and uh, we're going we're going pretty deep on them. It's this outfielder part two. And let me just state right out front, we can't get to everybody. Okay, So there's going to be some folks that don't get discussed.
2: Are we not going to talk about Jared Dyson?
0: It we're not, and it's. Probably Gerard, because they're not very good. Oh, got him. It's probably because they're not yes. very good. I'm sure there's some that we're going to miss. You could tweet us. We're probably going to ignore that tweet. Please tweet <laughs> so. us at, at Jason Collette. <laughs> How about at all Jason Clinton at IanCon4. Just ask us about the outfielders <laughs> that we didn't discuss. How about any once. that
3: come in? We block them.
0: Can we do that? Oh. That's that's pretty good, uh, but we are going to start with a little TGFBI update. I'm sure you guys are all done with your draft, and we just made it into round six in mine. Um, <laughs> okay, not quite that, but we're definitely one of the slowest ones. But uh, Welsh, I'll start with you. Where are you guys at? Round are you in? Um, and how's the team looking? All right, oh, we're, and, and then a favorite pick of yours so far.
3: We're pretty good. We just uh, we just turned over into round 24, so right. I mean we're going here.
0: Yeah. You're uh, yeah, it's been
3: pretty So I'm on the wheel. So I have this just different, you know, just like view of this entire draft. Like I come up, I'm like, hey, I get to make two picks. And then I come yeah. back like, I don't know, two days later. And then I yes. do it. What's funny, we were just out at a spring training game. Um, and some of the RotoWire wire guys are there and we were sitting there and uh, Todd Zola sitting in front of us. We we're with Clay Link and, and DVR. Yeah. And I look over, and um, Todd's like, there's a baseball game going on, and he's scrolling through NFBC, drafting his TGFBI team. He's drafting <laughs> he's gotta his gotta
1: last one. His pick. Yeah, He's doing his thing. That, that uh, that's team That's looking... good for him, though. Like, you know.
0: Exactly. He's not trying to time out. He's not trying to hold right. things up. Priorities. That's why Todd's almost a pro. Now, is it the 1 or the 15?
3: Uh, I have the 15. I got the last okay. pick in the draft. So um, we don't have to go through any. You can I mean, ask me whatever you want. You did what ask.
0: You what... get? Who were those first two that you got at the wheel?
3: Well, you and I always about this. I got yeah. uh, Altuve and Judge, 15 yeah. and 16.
0: That's nice. That's a nice start. Um, yeah, and we won't go through the whole thing. You're 24 rounds deep. But uh, who's your favorite pick kind of outside of the first five, six rounds, which are are usually kind of the foundational stars? Who did you get a little bit later that you're like, yes, got it? I'm psyched. I
3: feel like I got a, a, a slew of them once I got into like round multiples? 15. Yeah. Okay, well, starting at 15. I want all the shares of Willie Adamas this year, and okay. everybody left me Willie Adamas. I got your guys' boy, Jimmy Nelson, in round 16. Yes. And then I uh, I just clicked through the next uh, five picks. I got Boxberger, ha- Ian Happ, Chris Paddock, round 20. And then I got Sergio Romo in round 21 when we're looking for saves, and he was my third closer. So that, like, that just, like you know, crew there, it was a huge staple to building this team, which I built. You know, uh, heavy hitting, big power bats. I've got some speed, and I waited a little bit to go pitching. I waited till the fifth round to get my first starting pitchers, oh, but okay. I've been able to just kind of keep clacking at them.
0: I, I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, I'll I'll briefly mention that Jimmy Nelson threw without incident today. I know there was some concern because he had, uh, you know, had a little soreness, just general soreness stuff. I attribute that um, and, and and a lot of things that we hear this time of year is stuff that. We wouldn't have necessarily heard before the information age, before the internet age. This stuff comes up all the time. We freak out about it as a fantasy community. It's not all actionable. And he threw well, out that incident today. Good to hear uh, one, from Jimmy Nelson on that. I would throw out to you my 11th
3: round pick, the very last pick in the 11th round. You want to talk about um, good news? I took you, Darvish. Bogman and I are oh. unapologetically into you, Darvish. Oh. And he said he's feeling so the best I. he's ever had. His stuff yes. is better than ever. Mm-hmm. With uh, Darvish, him pitching without incident slider is as best as he says he's ever had it thrown oh. up to 97
0: i mean i'm all in <laughs> give me all Same. the shares
3: I, me and bogman are fighting for the shares paul i
0: want all the darvish shares yeah and he's don't, my, don't uh, get in the league pitcher. with me then the three of us i mean uh watch out you know a long time darvish guy and i'm down. not going i'm not going anywhere this year
2: did you I'm get flooded. him in tgfbi uh paul uh, I know I was trumped,
0: but oh. I was also early. So one of the things was I wasn't quite looking at him as as aggressively as I will be in a lot of leagues because I was early on pitching and I had Verlander, Syndergaard. So, um, you know, I needed to get some of that hitting there around the time that I would have taken Darvish. But if he had fallen, if I'd gotten him just a little bit later, I still would have made the move there. But I, I did have to kind of leave him uh, and, and, and push a little bit more. I took Andrew McCutcheon in the 10th round. And I was like, OK, if he makes it one more freaking round, I'll take him. And he actually went in the 11th round four picks before me. So I maybe should have taken him when I took McCutcheon. But I love McCutcheon this yeah, year. McCutcheon,
1: McCutcheon batting in front of Harper is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: Well, and that was before he he had Harper. So we'll get into that a bit more with the outfielder. Bogman, let's talk about your draft. Where are you guys at? Where did you pick? Give us some faves.
2: We are in round 27 now. Just okay. across pretty that. Pretty Almost done. Chris. Yeah. Uh, and then I, because I'm in Mason's league and everyone wants to impress Mason so that we're all trying to go <laughs> fast. So uh, Damn right. My, my, I like my start. Everyone seems to love my first four picks, and then I went with closers, so they're like, meh, you know, after that. but Justin uh, was on the tri- Fantasy Black Book with us, and he
3: labeled my <laughs> team the best of the three with our show with Pisa Pia, and Bogman's the worst. So, I, I labeled no, it the
2: no, best, though, it.
1: because uh, the Welsh is the best because uh, it looks mo- more like my team than your other <laughs> Exactly. <guys>. exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No bias you know, at
2: all in there. Who, who were the closers you got? Well, I went with Turner, Goldie, Merrifield, Suarez were my first four. Okay. So, uh, and then I went with Diaz and Chapman back to back because I didn't and, like the starting pitching around.
0: And where are you picking again? Pardon me. Uh, but pick nine. Okay, so you're kind of in the middle there. Yeah. I I like that. I, I'm I'm nervous about Closes this year. So you know, and I remember saying
2: distinctly in January that it was going to clear up. It hasn't cleared up. Yeah, yeah. See, that's my thing, too, is the closer we get to the regular season, the more I'm siding on the elite just yes. because they're guaranteed jobs. And we're you were seeing a lot of teams go to the analytics side exactly. where they're, they're going to wind up using their best pitcher situationally instead. So I want those guys I know are, are getting saves. And so. a lot of
0: the depth off, off the free agent wire has gone to teams where they're not closing now. And I thought maybe they would go to some of those situations where they could close, like an Adam Adovino. Namely, that's what I was really looking forward to seeing close. Uh, but he didn't. Neither did Zach Britton. They both went to the Yankees, you know, where they already have Chapman. And, um, you know, the the ones who did go to close, well, Kimbrell hasn't landed yet, but he will close somewhere. He might actually take one of the good jobs, which is Doolittle, who I love. So it's all messed up right now. So I don't don't hate that you did that with with Diaz and Chapman. Obviously, Diaz is going to come back to the pack after 512 saves last year, but he's still going to be – great, I think. High Ks, quality ratios. I think the Mets are going to be solid. It's going to be a bloodbath there in the a- NL East, but he's still going to get 30-plus saves, so I think he did uh, all right there. Let's get deeper in. Let's talk, you know, round nine later, you know, start getting in those mid-rounds. Who are some of your favorites there?
2: Well, I started taking uh, starting pitchers in round eight, so, hey, and I see Carlos Padon's big face flash up because I'm looking at this right now. Someone just took him. Uh, Tanaka, Yu Darvish, it was, you know, uh, Cole Hamels, I took Josh Dan- James at two a.m. and then found out he was hurt at nine a.m. Oh my goodness! I don't like that. <laughs> that could have uh, been so
0: nice. Wait, he he would have been your third or fourth.
2: He would have been my fourth behind Tanaka, Darvish, Hamels, and then. Josh. Oh,
0: okay, that oh that would have been so nice to get him as a fourth because a lot of uh, folks were taking him as like a
2: third. Really, <laughs> yeah, I know him up. I give give him a CPAP, and all of a sudden he can pitch. Uh, <laughs> Alex Reyes, round fourteen. Like then that. Alex Wood, uh, Luke Weaver, Chris Paddock. So I'm okay. taking some shots here. I and, like
0: it for for waiting that long. I like what you've really what, what you've done there. You've mixed veterans with youth upside. Uh, I think you've put together. You know, I I've always been a Tanaka guy too. I am Tanaka Darvish there. You're really playing to to me there so as far as grading. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Nice international rotation there. As far as grading based on uh, players that we like, if if Justin's favoring Welsh, I'm favoring you because of uh, Darvish and Tanaka, two guys I've always been a big fan of. So I think you started pretty well for not getting your first start until you say round eight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then my outfield is kind of uh, iffy because I, you know, I took all those infielders in my first four picks and Turner, Goldie, Merrifield, Suarez and my next hitter was Aguilar. Uh, I'm just trying to stack some power. So my outfield looks like round nine. I went with uh, Peralta, round 13, Nimmo, round 15, Kepler, round 19, Anderson.
0: You really are a catering to me, man. I freaking (laughs) love uh, Nimmo. Uh, Big Kepler guy here. We're going to talk about him in a moment. Who was the first one you said? Uh, My first one was David Peralta. Oh, yeah, David Peralta, God, I've been a, a Peralta guy. That, yeah, that was the first one where I was like, dang, he's, he really is catering to me. You could also put Merrifield in the outfield, too, if you had to. So I I, think your Does he qualify
2: up in the outfield? Good. He does. Oh, he sure. does, he does, yeah. And, and,
1: and uh, Nico Goodrum, who you took later, will qualify in the outfield at some point. Exactly.
2: He's going to be playing some some outfields. So and like Brian Anderson and Souza in Kemp late after this uh, uh, Senzel probably starting in the minors news, too, so I like that one, too.
0: And, and you know, for as as boringly solid as, as some of those guys are and and for not for starting your rotation and i'll feel as late as you did i think you did pretty well there so your team's looking pretty strong there from the ninth spot i was at the seventh spot justin i know that uh, that you're in welsh's league are you still liking the way your team's going here through 24
1: uh i'm in Bogman's league, fine, but, or uh, Bogman's league excuse me uh my team is very on brand well, that's so. good uh, he took
2: Jeff Samarja.
1: Yeah, Jeff Samarja, Aaron Sanchez, <laughs> Brad Peacock, like. Kyle Gibson, uh, Domingo oh. Santana, Ryan you O'Hearn. You can take Chris Stratton. Uh, <laughs> how dare Sam you? Brand. How dare you be hey, the name so, of Brand. Chris Stratton?
0: You're you're off the hook because Justin took him, and you guys are in the same league. But. Uh, Every O'Hearn chair is in here because uh Welsh yeah. Welsh got him in his, I got him in mine. So let's now trade uh where we got him. Where where Welsh, where did you draft Ryan? Uh, okay, like, oh, so
3: okay. I just took him at the very end of the twenty third round, and he was oh. my last besides my second catcher. I uh I need a second catcher still, but he filled up my corner for infield uh, spot and uh twenty last pick in the twenty third round.
0: That's sexy. Justin, where'd mm-hmm. you get him?
1: I got him at the back end of the 21st round, so I feel like I way overpaid now.
0: No, I'm I'm the loser then, mid-20th. But listen... (laughs) I don't want to freaking pat myself on the back or hype overhype myself, But I swear these efforts in my league are definitely taking picks to trump me and I won't shut the hell up about O'Hearn. So I felt like I had to take him before someone trumped me. Uh, They're looking at the bookends around me, uh, team six and team eight. There are several players that they've taken right before me that, again, I don't know that they listen or read and know that I love. Or maybe it's just coincidental, but I'm like, it ain't happening again. Well, if they're fans you of
1: know. yours, they definitely don't read.
2: <laughs> Did I just get booted? What happened?
1: We're playing our <laughs> game where we both I go silent. <laughs> <would Greg> first... <laughs> like, what was I was know? like, what happened? I
2: was like, well, I heard it. Like, someone muted their mic, so I knew something <laughs> was going on. Dustin was probably laughing. Uh,
3: <laughs> how long <laughs> will you let that go how long will you let that go
1: we've let it go on way too long before yeah, we did another one
0: um, how many tweets or, do you
3: get where someone's like hey guys you got a gap in the middle of the show no no,
0: no one no, no one's actually done it J- justin had one like where i i did it i incited it again and he'd have kept going uh, he broke me for sure so you were pretty, about he to have fucking.
3: you were about to have to put a, a a curse deep in here because like i'm a radio person so what that was was that was off air and I get panic attacks. I was about to drop some bombs and what go, happened?
0: what just what happened? happened? Yeah, we, exactly. We don't, we don't beat them. Oh, okay. yeah,
2: yeah, great. Good for yeah. you, Paul. Love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So that's a little TGFBI update. At least we're all kind of uh, winding down there. Our, our, our draft did catch up. We, did, You know, for, for as slow as we were, there wasn't a ton of, you know, over-the-top complaining about it. So I will give some hat tips to Miley because – I know, Justin, you're all aboard the let's get it going, light mm-hmm. a fire. And I only had to keep no three problem. people out this year. Well, plus you're, <laughs> you're the head dogs. So I, I totally get it. But I, I, I usually think I'm more chill on that, which is weird because I'm not usually chill about anything. But I'm I'm a little bit more chill on it. And I'm like, okay, you know, we're, we're going to get it done. It's going to be fine. It's a slow draft. But we picked up the pace. Like I said, we're up to tw- round 21 now. And you know, the last time we did an update, I think it was with Vlad. And Justin and they were seriously five six rounds clear of me and you guys are only a couple rounds ahead Well, so
1: we, and there's like two two drafts that are done,
2: which is impressive. Yeah, very, very well done to who's them holding I, I, us up here uh, Justin who's been taking the most time
1: Oh, uh, I think it was like there's one league that's had two guys that I had to replace ultimately No, no,
2: I meant in our league. Oh like in,
1: I, in our league. They don't
2: do the fan
0: tracks timer. Do they
1: it's I think Eno. No. uh, held us up one time or during labor because he was he was drafting Um, can't do two drafts at
3: once What a loser
1: yeah so (laughs) can we
3: name the the people that got booted too that'd be fun that'd be a fun
1: game (laughs) oh yeah I I don't know if I want to give them any publicity I had one dude who no joke sent me an email yesterday asking me when they start
3: (laughs) I'm
1: not gonna name him but I will name his his site from Rasball um, dude, dude oh, you my, Razzball dude. guys need to get your, your, your stuff together Most of them have been pretty great from Razzball But uh, I'm sorry, dude If you are emailing me eight days after the start of the draft You're not in the league
3: Dude, what the forking shirt is going on with yes. the- <laughs>
1: that Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes Good place reference And, and, and you're, not, you're also place
1: not place. getting a response I'm, I'm just not going to yeah, respond yeah, to you, yeah, that, that, you. That, that,
0: Leave that on red for mm-hmm. sure um, yeah, maybe a little less uh, jerking yourselves off and more more paying attention to what's going on over there. Anyway, let's get into Outfielder Part 2. Uh, to follow along, y'all, you guys can go to the NFBC Average Draft Position link, set it to February 1st until present, Draft Champions Leagues. That gives you the deepest pool. The ADP does change a little bit for the online. So... We do reference ADPs here, but keep in mind that maybe looking at the online championship is a little bit better if you're going to take it into a draft because the, the draft champions is a 50-round draft and hold. So just keep that in mind. But uh, we're going to dive right in here. You guys uh, weren't with us, so we talked about the first 25 guys with Vlad. So we're actually starting. Um, we're not going directly in order, by the way. Either. I'll, I'll point that out. But we are starting over there at the top with Victor Robles. And uh, Welsh, I'm going to start it with you are we getting a Victor Robles breakout this year he's got just 93 major league plate appearances and he's only 22 years old and i'll also add that he only has 10 homers per 600 plate appearances in the, in the minors and yet every projection has him higher than that except for zips which has him 10 on the button so is it the, is this the year for robles or we may be overdrafting him a little bit. Where do you stand, Welsh?
3: No, I'm very, very much on Victor Robles. So last season he got hurt. I was, I remember, I was watching the game on MILB.TV, TV, and he got hurt immediately. Jumped, caught a diving ball, busted his elbow, shoulder up. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, shoulder. missed time. Yeah, whatever. I thought it was a shoulder. Maybe it was the elbow. It missed some yeah. time. Um, I saw him a bunch of him in the Arizona Fall League leading up the year, uh, leading up to the season where he had missed the first two weeks due to the playoffs, and he came in. He hit the thing like gangbusters. Let me tell you, like, because that this was the fall league with Acuna, and I fought, I'm, I was you know million games I'm at because we're yeah. out here in Arizona, and Acuna was a special type of talent. But when when Ropeless came in, everybody unanimously was like, "This is one of the fastest human beings we've ever seen." Also, so muscle was on. Bat speed incredible. Made really really hard contact. I remember during the prior season having a conversation on um, on Prospect One, I think, with Brent Hershey, where the big question was, like, is he going to develop power? And that's ultimately the question. I think he's going to develop enough power where he's serviceable in every fantasy format, a la Lorenzo Cain.
0: Lorenzo and not Cain, just a rabbit, then, because the, the, the danger would be that he's like a three-homer, 25-steel guy, which has value, you know, or 30-steel guy for Robles, that it would have value, but it, it, it's a different Profile than what we're seeing, which is double-digit homers. He's not, He's not Malik Smith. He's not Malik okay. Smith.
3: that's okay. not who he is. This guy, um, there is there's a, there's beef on the bones. or some meat on the bones. Nice. He, he is going to have pop. I, I would not be shocked if we had some point in his career where there's 20 homers. But let's oh, let's sit okay. in a common space of looking at him like a barely poor man's Lorenzo Kane. That's been a big argument I've made this year. Lorenzo Kane is going around like. I don't know anywhere from 45 to 65, let's say in a majority of drafts
0: two plus rounds higher than Victor
3: Robles right now. And that's my point is you can wait two to three rounds later and get probably almost close to similar production. Robles should be put in a solid spot with uh, Washington this year. I think he's going to hit for high average. He's going to steal 25 plus stolen bases. That is without question. And I think the double digit homers is probably a good marker. So if he hits in the middle of an order runs in RBIs, if not, maybe you miss out on RBIs again, This is just a um, cheaper version of Lorenzo Kane with higher upside at this point, so I'm all in.
0: Okay, Uh, and he has bumped up a little bit. I mentioned we covered, I think the top twenty-five or twenty, might have been twenty-seven because we did like a a trio of guys at the very end of that episode with Sedler. But now Victor Robles is twenty-four, so he's moved up ahead of some guys we covered last time: Castellanos, Haniger, Malik Smith, Bogman. Do you share? Welsh's uh, excitement about Victor Robles is he's somebody that you're looking to get as a primary speed option with that added punch.
2: Um, I haven't been targeting him specifically, but I like where he's going. I like him in this group, uh, like you said, looking at draft champions since uh, February 1st here. He's going in with Hanniger, Castellanos, Upton, uh, D. Gordon in this group is a joke. Yeah, Will Myers, Conforto. And I, that's what I, was I, worried I like about. a bunch of these guys. So I, I was
0: worried I, that he was a D. Gordon, and that's why I asked specifically about the power with Robles because – I don't like the rabbit types that don't give you anything but that. Or or they can give you some other stuff. They can be runs. They can be average. But there there's no power to speak of. And that's what I, I I'm
3: concerned. surprised Malik Smith is going above him. I see Malik Smith on here in Draft Champions as the 23rd outfielder. He's going.
0: It, 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 I just don't get it. 40, it's 40 plus SBs. And the fact that he actually can take a walk. And so his OBP is pretty sharp. I think that that's what's really driving it with Malik Smith. I tend to agree with you though that I, between the two I think I I would rather have Robles because like I just said I don't really like to take the the rabbits um that that don't offer anything power wise. There were some concerns about Robles before Harper finally landed that like uh oh what if he creeps and and Harper goes back over there then where's he going to play or at least for the 26 games that Adam Eaton's going to play this year. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and while it's well, I think it's you're no, being
2: too nice, Paul. <laughs>
0: I'm predicting a breakout for him. Give me a break. A break? Uh, break while, he's
2: going to break what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> while it's no, uh, it's no Bryce Harper. I will mention that Michael Taylor's there though. So, Justin, the question for you with Robles is, um, what kind of what kind of leash do you think he has for underperformance to start with Taylor there? Let's assume Eaton doesn't get hurt because obviously that would clear things up. But if Victor Robles comes out of the gate really cold and it's Soto Eaton. Could, does Taylor start to eat up some of that time because he's a good defensive center fielder as well
1: yeah I think they're gonna give him pretty free reign and I'm not necessarily Robles. yeah I think they gonna give Robles pretty free reign and I, I think that uh I don't think I don't worry about him not hitting he may not hit for power like like Chris mentioned uh right away but uh, his hit tool is pretty polished and okay uh, it would he would have to go through a, some weird slump or, or get hurt again because he is a kind of guy who plays all out defensively and that could uh, come back to bite him uh, like we've seen many other guys uh, sure. who are who are you know kind of all out uh, center fielders get hurt in the past. Uh, but I, I have no I have no fears about his playing time, uh, especially okay. considering uh, Taylor's strikeout rates. And can I throw yeah.
3: one thing too? I just want to sure. make a, a double reference here of. When I said the 20 homers, I am not saying that I wouldn't be shocked if the 20 homers happened this year. You're I think saying this is a career future, long. I think like a 25, a, a 26 years old. But I want to throw one other thing out because I don't think you can take that off the table because you go look at a guy like Ozzie Albies who caught absolute yeah. fire, fell off the he table in 24. the second half, dropped 20 in the first half of the season, first 90 games of the season, and it was built on a lot of the bat speed. And Victor Robles, go and watch Victor Robles. This guy... It's an incredible just boom. Just uh, the way he pops that bat across the plate. He is going to generate some power. So, He's again, I just want to like make Marte.
0: it.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I think I that is a fantastic, that's I, a
0: fantastic I, I love, one. But I that's I why I like his reference. And I love the the Marte comp there for Victor. Rowe's. For me, it's, it,
1: it's Marte is such a good comp because Marte didn't have that you know that 20 home run pop early on. But he developed it as he got older. Uh, exactly. and i think robles will do the exact same and i think robles can steal 40 plus bags in the main and if
3: you can just live with 12 homers, 25 stolen bases and a 280 average this year with probably 85 runs if if if, you, if that can be a comfortable range you're going to walk away happy but guess what i think there's a lot of upside that's still waiting there but yeah, be comfortable with that
0: agree. I think the draft. Uh, I, I think the draft market agrees, and that's why it's going so high. Uh, but I'm in. I'm, I'm going to get some Robles shares for sure. Justin, let me stick with you on this because, as I mentioned, you have stated that you do like these types of. I want to ask you your favorite rabbit at their ADP because we got a range here. We have the aforementioned D Gordon going around pick 105, Billy Hamilton around 152, and then we jump way down to Greg Allen at 301, and the dentist Delino DeShields at 338. <laughs> Who's your favorite there at their uh, at their ADP and and do you favor the the cheaper guys because they're so much cheaper or do you want to get that that proven track record of Gordon and Hamilton? Who's your favorite?
1: Uh, Deshields is my favorite because, like you said, he is uh, super super cheap and I think he's gonna play because I don't know that the Rangers have anybody who can play center field full time.
0: It's already been stated that he is the the starting center fielder yeah. and and so the only thing that would play. obviously change that would be, you know, falling flat on his face again which of course yeah, did I'm last sure year. I'm sure you know hopefully.
1: the answer to this question, uh but how old is Delano Deshields Jr.?
0: He's going into his age 27 season.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Ooh, like I would have thought he was uh older than that. He seems like he's been around in in a train wreck of age a Age 26
0: year. season, excuse me. Mm. I had it a little it was a little early there. Pardon me.
1: Well, he's going to turn twenty-seven
0: in, in August, so. Uh... Yeah, but it's before, it, so it's, it's age twenty-six. He's like, is, just... it, is this
3: Brad Pitt? He's just getting older as the show goes <laughs> on, or younger? <laughs> it, it, de- just it,
0: depends, it depends. It um... depends. July is the cutoff. Of, uh, like, is like, I, I
1: didn't.
3: Curious know was the case cutoff, of Delino yeah. De
0: Shields. Your birthdays <laughs> after July, it's it's your age, whatever you are. Right then, season.
2: I think so the, the that, most shocking thing about Delino De Shields, Jr. is that Paul's still trying to get the dentist nickname over. It is it, it, it's, it's, no, it's, no,
1: it's it's already it's happened. it's it, it established. <laughs> uh, but in a train wreck of a season DDS, last for those year.
2: Oh no. I remember I got a
0: lot of people saying, is it because he got hit in the face <laughs> and had to go to the dentist and his face was all messed up? I was like, no, it's straightforward. It's DDS. It's not that it's not that complicated. It's a pretty good nickname. I'm sticking with it. I got to lobby Sean Foreman over at Baseball Reference to get it on his damn page, though. Uh, anyway, continue, Justin. I'm yes.
1: sorry. Uh, in a train wreck of a season last year where he hit 216, 310, 281. And only got three, uh, 393 plate appearances. He stole 20 bases
0: in 24 attempts. Too, I love that. Yeah,
1: it just he walks, uh, which kind of makes up a little bit for the average. He's not going to hit for average, but there's no reason to think he can't get 450 to 500 plate appearances. And if he gets that many plate appearances. He's stealing twenty to thirty bases, and with the potential of a whole lot more, if for some reason he can maybe get some extra added BABIP uh, help because his BABIP was uh, thirty uh, plus points below his career norm uh, mm-hmm. last season. I, I just think that at the I hated him when he was going in the top hundred last oh my God, year. The
0: top one hundred, it was yeah. insane, dude. But and now, I now I the hate's it. gone too far. Yep, I totally agree. Um, I think there's, I, and I said this last year, um, and I jumped out at top 100 too. I thought that that was crazy. I I was trying to get him everywhere in in February drafts. Then March came around. I was like, bye, bye Felicia. I'm out on this. I still think there's a little latent punch here as well. He did pop six homers in 120 games of 2017, just two homers last year. And by, by, by latent punch here for Delano DeShields, I'm talking like, 8 to 12 homers. I'm not talking anything crazy, but something to to where he's not just a pure rabbit. He's actually giving you a little little something. Uh, But what I really do like is that he knows how to take a walk, too. It's a proven 10% walk rate over 1,500 major league plate appearances, so the OBP is going to stay solid even in, like you called it, the train wreck season. He had a 310 OBP despite only hitting 216. Bogman, over to you next um, who's your favorite here? And if it's the shields, then I, I would ask you to maybe talk about your second favorite so that we don't just repeat. But, uh, do you, do you like somebody
2: other than the shields better? Well, the Welsh will attest to this. I hate all these losers. Okay. Yeah. None uh, of them will be, you and
0: I are similar where we don't really get these guys, but the shields is somebody I still keep
2: some, I have a bet with DVR that Billy Hamilton will wind up in the minors at some point this year. So oh, it's wow. for
3: all, it's for all you can eat Carl's junior. So it during That's first right. pitch, if, if Billy Hamilton gets, um, uh, sent down. Bogman gets all you can eat Carl's Jr. I'm going to drain that wallet.
2: wallet. I'm going yep. to drain that wallet, D. Please, oh, please let me be there for that. Yeah, go I, wire I, don't want, I don't want to boy. eat
1: anything at Carl's Jr., but I want to be you there to You can hold the buckets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I D Gordon, there's absolutely no way in hell I'm drafting. Uh, just He's hitting nine. He really is only stolen bases anymore. He's not going to score as many runs because he's hitting at the bottom of the lineup. The average has gone down. Um, it's, it's, it's um, he won in two of the last three years. It's worth noting. Yeah, yeah. So he's not going to score those runs. He's not going to. He doesn't have a lot of punch to drive people in. Uh, he's clearly not going to hit homers. And so all he really does is stolen bases and he's still going so high because people are desperate for stolen bases. I'm just not doing it. Um, Billy Hamilton or the Shields out of this group. Uh, probably the ones I want. I'm not really into Greg Allen holding that job the whole year. So if I had to pick one, it would be to Shields because he's 338 and Hamilton's 152. But I'm just, you know, I'll have zero shares of these guys. Same question
0: then, Welsh. If it's if it's also to Shields, then give us some some other uh, thoughts on somebody else so we don't just keep repeating. Or yep. or are you out on these guys as well? How do you how do you value these rabbits?
3: I mean, I, I'm. I'm not quite in. Um, Delano DeShields, let's just get this out of the way. That's the guy that that I think unanimously is kind of the pick here. You know, you're getting kind of those fears that you talked about with Robles. That is DeShields, but you get him post 300. So there's that. Greg Allen is interesting. I've seen him for the last three years throughout the minor league system, but holding the job is the perfect point here. One thing I want to throw out about D Gordon, and, and this kind of goes to my Malik Smith thing. All logic does say that a guy like Malik Smith you know, he, he can take a walk. Oh, no. The stolen bases are there an opportunity. No, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is logic doesn't always equate to baseball decisions where D. Gordon can hit for average, and the team might flip those guys. There has been, I mean, at least I haven't seen it. There's no guarantee. They haven't said that Malik Smith is guaranteed to have the leadoff spot for the season. They might flip that thing. D. Gordon, still a prime player. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not drafting him, though. See, Philly Hamilton? Malik's-
0: going can God. take those walks. Like I agree. Like I'm not I'm shield. again. That's what I like.
3: I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to be anti Malik Smith. I'm just saying that we look at those things. I think why they Why do can you hate Malik thing.
2: Smith? I don't oh, why,
0: why do you hate him? Oh, so I, I think, think they are can, you can rotate. You're not worried that
3: about
1: thing. Malik Smith's arm. I mean that's to me that's the bigger issue with Malik Smith is we don't know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. No, Malik I, Smith. I,
3: I can't tell you uh, little insider information. I was over at Mariners camp about a week and a half ago. And D, E5, Hanager, and Malik's were all working out together, taking BP, oh. and then they all came back together. And, uh, and Malik looks, uh, looks great, so I'm just oh. throwing that out there. That did not mean anything, but he looks great, and he was taking BP, and he was with all those guys. But coming back, Billy Hamilton. I wouldn't say that I want to be in on him. I we are do, we're doing a 16 man AL because we're psychopaths. What? Uh, yeah, we have it. we have, a, we, have a, we, we call be it
2: arrested for that. I mean, We
3: call, we call it the ALNL Masters. It's a league where you have an entry and you draft an AL team and an NL team simultaneously and old the
2: spots in a young
3: Yeah, it's it's insane. I took Billy Hamilton in the AL AL format. I don't remember if it was the 6th or 7th pick because I went heavy pitching. I took a couple big power bats and there was nothing out there. And I didn't want to keep going pitching because I went early. So I, I decided to take a balance with a couple of my big bats and I brought in a Billy Hamilton. So I think his, he cost efficient this year. That's the key. Is he going to suck? He might suck all the balls. That's a possibility because he's Billy <laughs> Hamilton. He doesn't walk. He doesn't get on base enough. He's going to suck he's... Omaha balls, and I'm going to yeah, be sucking might. down He Carl might. It's Jr. possible. Like, uh... but, but here's the key, and you guys have kind of hinted at different things here. Put it all together. Delano DeShields last year, loser, top 100. <laughs> D Gordon, loser inside the top 50, and now he's still sitting around 500. Guess what? Billy Hamilton, I mean, he's been a career loser, but he's going Post-150 now. He is the most cost-efficient he's ever been. Why not take the risk if you're looking for uh, massive stolen bases outside of, of course, like him him. just completely deteriorating your average?
0: Because I can't stand him. That's why I don't take him. Sign me up. Yeah, and we can leave them all, We can leave them for Justin. Honestly, the guy we didn't talk about at all, Greg Allen, is probably uh, my my second favorite. He'll end up being the best because we didn't talk about shields. him. Yeah, right. All exactly. I don't understand so. why
1: people like Greg Allen. I understand that he's got a role because. <laughs> The Indians have decided I don't understand
0: why people like him or don't like him.
1: Why they like him, he he's not good. They
0: don't like him, he's he's <laughs> real there, No, there is this small contingent in the fantasy industry. I said you want to take Billy Hamilton and uh, 150 picks sooner and to- you're going to trash talk Greg you're Allen.
1: damn right I am. You 2016 are a clown, Arizona
3: dude. Fall League. 2016 Arizona yeah, Fall League. Yeah, uh, we had Eloy, we had uh Glaver Torres, he was the youngest to win the MVP. There was a guy named Greg Allen that was there, and he played on the same team that Eloy did. And Greg Allen was one of the most explosive players there. So what happened is all the draft nuts got their look at Greg Allen early, and he was the talk of the town. I was talking him up, James. Everyone's talking up Greg Allen, and it's still in the back of everybody's head now because he gets the opportunity, and the Indians got a bunch of losers in their starting lineup. Yeah, but they've (laughs) got got a bunch of losers in their
1: starting lineup, and he's going to bat eighth in it. It's Yeah, and then he's going to give a place by
0: Bradley Zimmer, or they're going to sign Carlos Gonzalez. My Tyler Naquin's gonna be replaced by Brad Zimmer. Now, <laughs> the, he, he, you're so whack. Uh, Freaking <laughs> getting excited about Billy Hamilton's whack ass and then I trying to excited about that. <laughs> he absolutely did. He's like, Yeah, give me all the Billy Hamilton. God, you need yeah, some. you heard
3: it. Rewind the tape. Oh, uh, give me all the Billy Hamilton. It's gonna be on all my teams. It's gonna be so awesome, everybody. You know, I'm Listen. talking
0: about Justin and not you. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about. He's me. insulted Sorry. for yeah. Justin. Okay, so I did. I, that was my impression hey, for Justin. So speaking of morons, um, Justin, you just said, "Oh, Greg Allen's gonna be batting eighth. Where the fuck do you think Billy Hamilton's gonna bat? <laughs> nine,
2: nine, yeah. Nine. Nine. But the Royals, the Royals, the are Royals are gonna, gonna steal. Loser.
1: The Royals are gonna steal all the bases. They That's are just gonna run and to run and run.
0: Them. You have to get on base to be able to steal them. They're Justin. gonna steal Ooh. first. Oh, Greg Allen. I love Greg Allen. love Greg. All right, well, we just argued at each other. That was fun. Now, these next ones are just going to be one of you each instead of everyone getting their thoughts in. So, Bogdan, I'll start with you. Is Justin Upton kind of underrated because he's boring? Underrated relative to, you know, top 110 picks. He's going 104. Uh, You know, I think it's kind of the... Boringness that keeps him down at 104. I feel like he's a top 75 type of guy again. He's 30 homers in the bank. What do you think, Bogman?
2: I think he's he's underrated because he does a little bit of everything, but he doesn't do one thing amazingly well. And that's kind of when you're in this range, people love the Will Myers speed combo. Yeah. You know, uh, Mitch Haniger kind of does what yeah, Upton does, covered. but hits better. Yep. Uh, Kane steals bases. Brantley has average. Uh, Conforto and Ozuna are kind he's of young. Yeah, young and have upside. So uh, I think in a head to head, he's he's kind of underrated because he's streaky as hell. So he'll lose you some weeks when he's hitting 119 and then he'll win you some weeks when he's hitting 380 in the next month. So yeah, uh, the
0: entire just by himself, you can just have him in by by yourself and Justin Upton will win your league because when he's on for those that month or two, he's insane. But yeah, like again, underrated relative to where he usually goes. I'm not saying that no one knows Justin Upton or anything like that. But like I say, he's, you know, he's 30, 85, and 8 in the bag. The average does fluctuate. We're at 246, 273, 257 the last three years. But I also have been harping on how the fact that I like that at, uh, that Angels lineup a little bit, too. So I think you can get back to 100 runs, which is where he was two years ago uh, and just 80 last year. But even even the 80 in the bag, so give me 30, 80-88, eight, and like a 255 at pick 104, I think that's a nice little little uh surplus value there from Justin Upton.
2: How is he going next to D Gordon? He yeah. should be like 50 spots ahead of losing D Gordon. I totally agree with
0: that. All right, Welsh, since you do uh Prospect One, a fantastic minor league podcast or a prospect podcast, I'll ask you the the prospect one is Eloy Jimenez at, at pick 124 kind of a sneak tip bargain compared to where the other Uber rookies, Ro- uh, Victor Robles and Vlad Jr. are going.
3: Eloy Jimenez, as Eloy. a piece of, of like to say, Eloy. Eloy. Um, just saw Eloy today. You know, something jumped out to me. I just want to put this one little like ooh, thing in here. He looked more unathletic than I can recall. And oh. I've seen him for like three straight years. He was chugging around. They were doing base running drills today, and he was just chugging around, just struggling a little bit. But, but that aside, that's not his game. His game is all about the bat. He's got this kind of like inside, you know, control on the inside, bring it back out. And he just powers through. He's got he's got that sound that changes the game. You know, like you go to a BP and you hear a different sound. of your bias.
0: Wasn't it me, you and Eno on the field uh, at Fall League when he was taking that batting practice? No, that was the.
3: I wasn't special enough to be on field on that oh one. Gosh. I was on the last one. That was the one where he did the the Facebook live with Brett Phillips, and Brett Phillips is like, ah, just like being an insane person, right? That one.
0: Phillips Phillips is the man. Yeah,
3: uh, you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's
0: you know, I just remembered about that. Uh, it was it was 2016, and we also interviewed Jake Bowers. I wonder if that's when my love affair started. But anyway, oh. um, yeah, Jimenez again. You know, 124 is still pretty expensive for somebody who's never played. But when you're comparing it to where Robles and Vlad Jr. are going, yeah. he almost feels like a little bit of an afterthought. I think he's going to get the two-week treatment. You know, I, I don't see any reason why they would hold him beyond that. But shouldn't he be up after that after that first little period there? To, what is it? Two weeks, 15 days, whatever. Yeah, I don't. And then uh, and then go.
3: I don't think it's too much farther after that. I mean, he he is locked in. Every time I'm the White Sox camp, it is Abreu, Moncada, and Eloy together. And what's so interesting, just to think of it perspective, is like a guy like Luis Robert, you know, he's with a couple of the other minor leaguers. So, I mean, they have, they've locked that relationship in completely. I think he's going to be, especially the question relative to the other younger guys. I'm not actually so much sure that, Robles he's better than Robles even though I think like the power potential Eloy Jimenez is a guy that's going to hit for average he can actually be a stud in four of the five categories but with Robles there's a little bit more guarantee and stolen bases which might be something that we're trying to grab at a little bit more but there's no doubt with Vlad Jr. there is no difference whatsoever can I ask you something real quick Paul I know we don't want to go too crazy in it like uh, around here um, as a is a cheap plug thinking about this in the book 99 fantasy baseball player debates we yes. had this one our uh, our book we've got we have a debate and i'm just gonna say the debate real quick and get everybody's visceral reaction um in round 45 as we call it in our book mitch Haniger versus eloy jimenez was the debate and it's relative to the value um that's how we wrote these up so Think of where Eloy's going, where is going. We had Steve Gardner, James Anderson, and actually a, a cumulative vote from our ITL army about those guys. Who would you take thinking about the value of where is going and a guy like Eloy Jimenez
0: is going? Which one would you side on? You know, I've got... It's maybe a little bit of a blind spot. I haven't really fully gotten in on the Mitch Hanniger hype. I respect that he's a quality player. I'm, it's not like a uh, he's going to be a bus type of thing for me or anything like that, but I just... I'm not fully in. Is he better than Taiwan
2: Walker? Do you think?
0: Um. Well, because Taiwan Walker has a, I get, I know what you're <laughs> getting. <laughs> he for trade. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, I love Taiwan Walker, so you yeah, have a hard time really getting me to uh, to hate on him.
3: You're going to say Eloy over Hanegar
0: with the value. I, I think I might because he's going what thirty picks cheaper. Yeah. So I, I I think I'd rather have have that situation. So yeah, I would take Eloy. I Justin, know Justin is
2: Hanager on that hundred percent, right? No. Oh, look at that!
1: I've been very out on Haniger because I think at some point it's going to be Haniger in the middle of that lineup all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because uh, Jerry Jared Tr- won't be able to help yeah. himself. I, I think I think when they start really tearing this down, he's going to just be there by himself. Uh, not to mention, have we forgotten Mitch Haniger's injury history? Like, no, I mean, everybody I, does. I, yeah, I love I loved Haniger last year because of where he was going, and yeah. I love him as a talent, but. I, we are not discounting the fact that this guy has had a hell of a time staying on the field his entire career. That's uh, what it, took
0: him so long to break out. That's yeah. why he's 28 already.
1: And so I, I want I – mean, Mitch Hanniger is going, like, right behind Eddie Rosario I will t- and right in front of Victor Robles. I will take both those guys every day of the week over Hanniger and I will take the, the what, 30-pick discount on Eloy Jimenez every day he- because while well, Jimenez is a going to be a rookie – Uh, like the Welsh mentioned, he has a pretty uh, established hit tool that I think is going to translate very smoothly to the major leagues. I I have no doubts once he's up, he's going to hit.
3: I you know, love like, it. I, I love that. That was what everything was about with what how we did this book and exactly what just
0: happened there. That's
3: cool. And I wrote up Eloy on it. But uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Eloy on this one as well. So
0: there could be some uh, some transcendent power right out of the gate with, with Eloy. So that's gonna be interesting to see when he does come up. All right, Justin. Uh the the sole question for you is are you buying an Andrew McCutcheon? Bounce back in in Philadelphia, and I kind of want to put bounce back in quotes because a lot of what depressed him last year was having to be in in AT&T now Oracle Park. He really did have a pretty solid, you know, above average WRC plus when you look at it with the, uh, the corrections for playing in Oracle and his his un- indicators were all still strong. And then he gets over to New York for that last month and, and goes off and he wasn't quite MVP Andrew McCutcheon, but he was darn good. Um, are you loving him the way I am in the midst of that uh, uh, of that Philly lineup this year?
1: I, I mean, it, it, pe- people remember because I, I uh, before Puig was traded, and I think right after McCutcheon signed this deal, I said I would take McCutcheon over Puig. Uh, so I, I've been high on and you Anthony, love Puig, by the I way, and I love Puig, and I, I, mm-hmm. I think Puig leapfrogged him a little bit uh, mm-hmm. when when he was when he was moved over to Cincinnati. But I still think that McCutcheon is going to be fantastic, and that was before the Bryce Harper signing. Now you add Bryce Harper to the mix, and he's going to get to bat in front of him. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a huge year for Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, he may not steal a ton of bases, but I
0: think he might he's, score 120, though. Yeah
1: he's, yeah, he's going to score 100 plus runs. He's going to hit probably 25 to 28 uh, home runs. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be a monster, especially in your on base percentage formats. Uh, yep. I, I love Andrew McCutcheon this year.
0: I do too. And you say leapfrogged? I mean, he's skyrocketed mm-hmm. above. Now it's he gets uh, around pick seventy, and McCutcheon down at one forty ADP, and so insane. that's gonna go up. For sure, you know. Let's, let's be clear about that. McCutcheon is going to go up because of being in Philadelphia and Harper getting there. That's going to kind of be the uh, the rising tide lifting all boats sort of scenario. But I still think you're going to get McCutcheon after Puig and also as oh, a Puig sure. myself. I don't
1: think it's going to go up a ton because he's 32 and people are afraid you're, you're of right, people in their
0: 30s. Always, um, always, always, always. All right, guys, back uh, open to the wide open field with all three. Yeah, uh, favorite power speed combo at their ADP. Justin, um, we'll start with you. Will Myers at 106, A.J. Pollock 108, Aaron Hicks 125, Ian Desmond 146. You're going to pick Will Myers, so go ahead and tell us. I'm not, actually. Oh, okay. Wow, that is an upset.
1: I'm going to take the guy that's the latest ADP and the one who's got the longest track record of health. Outside of the injury-shortened season in 2017, uh, Ian Desmond has gotten at least 600 plate appearances in each season since 2013. Uh, I didn't even
2: realize. No way he'll what, run into the wall in center field.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't even realize what a uh, what an injury-riddled group this was. I, I, yeah. I what well, AJ them. Pollock's in it. Well, and 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 Will Myers and Aaron Hicks, Hicks, yeah, it it is like it is three guys who regularly (laughs) get hurt, and then Ian Desmond, who is pretty set, pretty steady there. And
1: as much as everybody craps on Ian Desmond, he's had had a 2020 season in five of the last seven years. Uh, It just it's really, really stable production in the counting stats. He's still playing in Colorado. Uh, Ian Desmond is the easy answer right here.
0: They're paying him, they're, they're playing that There's no doubt about that. Welsh, what do you think? Do you agree with, uh, with Justin on that one, or are you going a different route?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Desmond is definitely the, the cheapest option of these guys is good. Uh, I, I'm going to leave Will Myers for someone else, probably Bogman, to talk about because I know he loves Myers. I will talk about A.J. Pollock. I'll take yeah. the bullet because Bogman hates Pollock more I than thought, anybody I thought you planet. would.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't going to try to make Bogman talk about him because he would just <laughs> say, I he sucks. I hate him. So give us thoughts on Pollock becoming a Dodger now and um, what he can maybe do if, if they can sprinkle a little health dust on him. Because, you know, they'll probably rest him here and there to try to keep him healthy. Give so, me some uh, of that dust. Well, what, what they're just PEDs. What should we expect <laughs> out of Pollock this year?
3: I mean, I, I think where we got with him in 2015, I don't take that as the expectation, of course, but take that as like a blueprint for where we're at. I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't get the big like Dodger bump. It, it almost to me, and you guys could tell me if I'm wrong. It almost felt like when the Dodgers didn't get Bryce Harper, people were like, oh, OK, now I can like chill out on my Dodgers a little bit here because he's not going to come here and boost up everybody's value. I feel like a lot of Dodgers are kind of undervalued. And it's gross to talk about as someone that likes the Diamondbacks. (laughs) Selen tracked down a little bit. You've got Seager, who's fallen back up for obvious injury reasons. But I think Pollock is a 2020 guy. I know he's going around 108. But I think because of the injury stuff, people want to end up passing on him. And you get guys like uh, Aloy Jimenez. You get uh, Aaron Hicks, who we can talk about. You know, there's another guy that could pass back up. Peralta might be going ahead. But I think Pollock is still a dynamic player. It's similar to Kershaw. In the fact that like he's got to be on the field, and I know that's the big thing holding back. It's not the production. So for me, I've got a hard time falling off of players that the talent is there, and the only question is injury, where it's not like, yeah, the production has really tapered back while also being hurt. That's I just don't think that's the case. So I think he could be in line for a 2020 in a prime spot with the Dodgers competing all season long and with a good average, so I like Pollock.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel you on that uh that's basically one of my driving theories in fantasy is draft the skills when when they're there, even even with health being absent and you know, hope that you spike the, the healthy season. Because health is so unpredictable. I grant that somebody like Pollock, you can feel pretty comfortable assuming that he's gonna miss time how because of how he often play, he has. Um What's one, your over under on it? One one thirty eight. Steamer has it one twenty six understandably too right because he has 12 112 and 113 the last three years so why did i go higher because there's nothing that's chronic carrying over that makes me believe that he's going to get hurt now i think it was justin body (laughs) one one of you earlier (laughs) was talking about playing all out in center field and what that can do to guys he does have that sort of
2: careless you know play he style. dives yeah yeah. And yeah he runs hard and he like on uh grounders too that was his uh injury i don't think this year in 2018 but 2017 he pulled his groin trying to beat one out at first like he mm-hmm. he's a hard-nosed player which i, I respect but it definitely I, I do respect it but it, it definitely gets famous. yeah more more injury and All right. less fantasy
0: so Bogman, I'll let you name your favorite, but I want I want you to talk about Will Myers as uh, okay. Welsh uh, alluded to. So if he's not your favorite, who is? And then and then give us your thoughts on Will Myers. He's the most expensive of the bunch, but he's also pretty darn good. And, and we're not that far removed from a 30-30 season. So uh, give us your thoughts here.
2: Right. And I think he has the highest upside out of any of these guys. You know, Pollock obviously had the amazing first round uh, type of season a couple of years ago where, you know, he, he w- hit. 20 and stole 40 almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was amazing, but I don't think he has that anymore. I think, you know, you draft him hoping for the 145 games, expect about 120. And he goes too high for that. So uh, Will Myers is definitely my favorite here. I do have a lot of shares of Ian Desmond, though. I think just like uh, Justin mentioned Uh, the 2020 and the playing in Colorado. I love all that. And I love Hicks hitting at the, you know, Hicks hitting in front of a judge and is a pretty good spot to be in, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I was complaint. gonna go. I was gonna go nuts on, on top. I actually like this whole group here. I can find myself. I actually ended up getting uh, Pollock and TGFBI because he felt to me, and I thought it was a good value. I think it was around 118, so 10 picks lower than the ADP that we have listed here of 108. I felt okay with it. Uh, I do like Myers, by the way, just for the sake of being 100% correct. It was 28, 28, not 30, 30. Before you email me or or tweet me saying I got it wrong, but. Close enough. Well, I'm rounding a little bit. Um, I've always been a Desmond backer. I, <laughs> I swear to God, you rewind to uh, you know pre 2017, and you tell me that this player that I've I've backed for so many years, I'm, I've been so excited about coming off of his best year ever, is going to Colorado, and there's no universe where you could have convinced me that he was going to put up a 69 and 81 WRC plus. Nice. I just would have never, never <laughs> believed it. I would have been like, no way, dude. He's going to be a monster. He's going to be such a stud. And he's been total crap, pretty much. I mean, the, like, he did have the 2020 year last year, so I love Desmond. But my favorite of the bunch is Aaron Hicks. I absolutely love Can Aaron Can I ask Hicks. you real quick on this? Yes.
3: Can uh, Bogman doesn't count here because he's an invalid uh, decision maker because of his uh, bias against Pollock. That's f- that Fair we're, point. It's called yes. a right
2: decision maker.
3: Okay. <laughs> Can either of you make a case that you wouldn't combo any of these two players? Any combination of Hicks, Pollock, Take and all Desmond all is a huge winner.
2: Oh,
0: I would absolutely combo them. I've got okay. no problem with wait, that. Wait,
1: wait. You mean by like take two and one draft? Take two. I'm saying no, like yeah, these I, guys. There's, they... there's absolutely no way I would do that.
0: Oh, okay, well, so why? I, so why?
1: Because what happens when you lose both? Oh, you're, you you lose are, two are gonna two other,
0: like. It's not guaranteed to lose them. I mean, you you're, might you're as take...
1: well be. It's just it's too risky. I if I'm gonna take a guy with, uh, these kind of injury histories. I'm gonna pair them with someone who's safer. So give me Will Myers and David Peralta instead of Will Myers and AJ Pollock or Will Myers and Aaron Hicks. It just
3: yes, I disagree,
0: but yeah, below. I mean, yeah, you said David I'll, Peralta. I'll, I'll take two of them for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, g- give me Hicks and Desmond. Give me the two cheaper ones. G- give me Myers and Hicks. Anything with Hicks, of course. I still I still believe that Hicks can put up a 30-20 sort of season. Obviously, he needs to stay healthy. He hasn't done that. I fully grant that. But that goes back to my theory earlier of I'm going to bet on the premium skills and hope to spike the, the health. It's similar to Justin's theory of, of punting batting average and hoping to spike 260 plus from some of these guys like a will myers that that i do the same thing with premium skills and let me spike some health and i did last year with hicks he played 137 games now that's still not you know uh cal ripkin over here but it's 581 plate appearances and i got 27 homers 11 stolen bases uh 90 runs and 79 ribbies we were talking about how many runs mccutcheon's gonna score hicks might only play 589 uh, 581 plate appearances again, and still score 100 because he gets on base so much, and he's going to be in well, front of Judge. Yeah, and Stan- the beauty and Sanchez.
1: The beauty of Hicks and Pollock, uh, at least out, out of these four, is they're both going to bat at the top of the lineup, and so they're going to get added plate appearances. So when they miss time, it's not going to hurt as much. Uh, As it might with Will Myers or Ian Desmond who are... Myers should be
0: in the middle though, right? He shouldn't be too far down.
1: Yeah, but they're still going to be be number one. If they miss miss 40 games, that 40 games is going to hurt a lot more than the 40 games than than Pollock and, and Hicks miss.
0: You're right. You're right. That and that's a great call out because they will will both be leading off, and so they get those incremental that being, incremental. That, uh, that being said, I, I'm come.
1: with Bogman and screw the Dodgers and AJ Pollock.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Dodgers hate on, on this show with uh, with two Diamondbacks fans and a Giants fan. I, I, I kind of like the Dodgers as far as fantasy talent. We were, uh, uh, Paul. We were when we were
3: at uh, we were Camelback Ranch today, and I got there super early because I'm a psychopath, and I forgot a hat. And I was walking around and I was like, oh crap, because of you know the sun and everything. So I go into their little clubhouse and I look around and there's nothing but Dodger hats in there. No, and I go, couldn't do it. well, I called I I text Bogman, I'm like, can you bring a hat from your house, please? Otherwise I'm just <laughs> going to go with no hat and burn my head because I works. won't wear a Dodger
0: hat. Yeah, no, you got you gotta to stick to your guns there. I totally, yeah. totally respect that. Um, and and by burn. the way, I feel personally attacked when you're talking about needing to buy a hat because of sunburn. It was 32 degrees here today, with like a wind chill of 24, and I, I hated existence every time uh, Charlotte and the dog I'm watching, Plato, had to go out to the bathroom today. No
2: just, wonder Paul like, was in a bad mood when we fired they, up on Skype. There you go. It's I'm Paul. like just,
0: just, just piss everywhere, just, just poop on the. Oh, <laughs> let me. I'm so going to buy me. aloe vera so
3: as 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 the we're <laughs> we are so burnt. I'm going to take we a picture and, and send it to you. I am like a lobster. I had to put vinegar on. I smell disgusting right now, and I'm hating life. I'm so burnt. I'm going to send it to you. So for everybody that you are uh, out in snow, I have a bad son. I
0: hope you feel better, but I'm remarkably jealous. Welsh, I'm going to stick with you. If I recall correctly, you're a pretty big Joey Gallo guy. And so I want to ask. How do you approach drafting him? Because you can't just do it straight up or 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 willy nilly, where you're just going in your draft and all of a sudden you take him. And maybe you have a a um, a Reese Hoskins who only hit like 240 last year, and uh, let's say Giancarlo Stanton. You know that'd be that'd be amazing power. But my point, of course, is the batting average because Stanton's not a huge batting average guy. Hoskins hasn't been, although I, I maybe shouldn't have brought him up because I sneak tip think he can he can jump up to like 270 this year. But the point is, with Gallo's 200, 209, and 206 the last two years, and side note, people, stop saying if he hits 240, he ain't going to hit 240, okay? There's How no dare reason you. to believe that he can spike at 240. Spiking for Joey Gallo
2: right now is two and a quarter. That's so, hitting uh,
3: 239 in the second half last year. But yeah, he can't do it.
2: Sweet. Yeah, but he hit 280 in, in August. And then he hit like 190 in September. Exactly. That was like right because I up. was all on the. I was like, Hey, this 240 is looking pretty good for next year. Might be a first round pick if that happens." And in September, I mean,
3: the, Joy Gallo is 15 batting points percentage off here from being Chris Davis and in having the production. I mean, that that's where we're getting so he's at
0: with him. Forty points. Away from
3: well, yeah, I guess if you're looking.
0: At yeah, I'm looking at like points. a
3: 215. I'm looking at a 215 here. OK, well, so I'm optimistic. He has optimistic.
0: he has to hit 215 to be called a 215 hitter. And you, you got all <laughs> cocky about how he hit uh 294 in August. Do you know what he hit in June and July combined? If you add the batting averages? That's like 151 or something. (laughs) Yeah. So shut your mouth. Like, Oh, we can't do it. Me at 239 for five minutes. He only played 50 games in the second half too. So Mr. Smarty pants, how do you, well, I'm glad he asked you this one. Obviously you love the 40 homers. I get that. And you know, he has a little sneak speed or at least he did two years ago. I think he stole seven last year or um, he stole seven in 2017, but just three out of seven attempts last year. So you can't really count on that, but the 40 homers are nice. But what do you do to plan for this uh, 200 average for, from him, Welsh, from Joey Gallo?
3: Yeah, I mean, man, th- there's a lot of formats that he doesn't work. There's formats, you know, OBP, things are better, points, we're all better, good. but
0: not good.
3: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I can't make a case for Joey Gallo because at this point, besides, you know, silly looking at the second half and seeing that and, and making some of those arguments, it's all ifs and buts and candies and nuts. And we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That's what it is. But But let me throw this out to you. And let me the hat tip to Justin and the idea of the batting average. Here's something that can don't happen never, don't in draft. I try to. I try to I try, should should his, has good things. Yeah, no, here's to here's pass. the deal. <laughs> the idea in a draft that you start to punt the batting average floodgates begin to open to a whole new world of players. And it can happen as soon as you were talking about with jean Carlos Stanton. It could happen at the point you decide, uh, crush, Chris Davis is going to be on your team. Yep. And then, what, yeah, well, I'm calling the real You part. don't
0: have to anymore because yeah. there's no universe where you're actually just talking about the Baltimore one. No, I, I, I don't even consider. But but what I'm getting at is
3: there are some players that what can end up happening is if, if you're astute to it in your drafts, you can open the floodgates to realize, like Justin has said, and I, I don't disagree with it. I've kind of done that. I have done that, as a matter of fact, in the TGFBI, is to say, hey, listen, this is a category that can go either way with a lot of spots. It takes a lot of work to win that batting average. If I punt it, I've now opened myself up to players like Rugnit Odor, to Joey Gallo. To Davis, I, I can keep going. I don't have to look these these counting stats in guys, my AL
2: only. The Welsh, my my hitters so far are Odor, Jose Ramirez, and Gallo. We we have a litany of these guys, these these
3: counting stat players. It's hey, look, homers, stolen bases, blah blah. Oh, he's 239 uh he's two thirty nine average. I mean, look at uh, Ian Desmond last year. If if you can let go of the batting average, it's not even so much a punt. Think of it like you've boosted up the counting stats before because Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is a monster three category guy. He is, but the other two are abominations. So what I, the, the plus I would give you here is having Joey Gallo could be because you have opened yourself up to it's It's like a, it's DMT for fantasy baseball. You've opened up your mind. It's expansive <laughs> mind. And now you can, uh, you can now experience Joey Gallo in all his greatest form.
0: What would okay. Alex Jones say about Joey? Oh no, no, I'm
3: not doing it. I can't do that.
0: Um, um you know, I, I, I had this question right after, so I'll, I'll tack it on here. Is is maybe a great strategy, if you really love Joey Gallo the way you do, uh, to just immediately pair him in with your next pick with Michael Brantley? Do oh, it. 100%, 100%. 100%. 250. There well, you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, the yeah. I mean, yes, of course. You you are mitigating some of the upside that Brantley gives you with the batting average, but, but it, it's allowing you to take on a Joey Gallo. Bogman, I'm um, I was being the-
2: sarcastic. I was being for real. Like oh, you get okay. him up I thought you were 250,
0: saying like 250. You, you can
2: survive yourself. 250 between two players easily. easily. You know, you can survive but uh, you know, Joey Gallo um, is going to wreck a bunch of that. And you know what? If you just take if you're not taking the Uptons, you know what I mean? Maybe you're taking the Hanegers, who hit closer to 300 and 280 and 290. Uh, then you can also take Joey Gallo, and you're not completely assaulting. And maybe your, you started uh, your draft uh, your up with
3: average. with Goldie, and then you got Rendon in round like yeah. four or something right, like that. Right. And then, yeah, you can take that on, and you can continue See, to balance it. you got to have
2: a plan, that's, which is annoying. Bingo. With that's Gallo.
0: exactly what I was going to say, though. And that's what that was my point at the outset, was that you can't just dive into it right, right. and and take Joey Gallo, Ah, uh, without thinking about it. But if you set up the game plan and the guys that you named, that's that's a perfect setup and and something I would very much be open to. Then sign me up for Gallo all day long. By the way, I did I did the numbers real quick. It's actually if you combine those two, Brandy and Gallo from last year. It's a two sixty one, which is that. damn fine. I got no issues with that, Justin. I already know that you pretty much agree with all this because it, it's your ba- it's your batting average principle. You know, your punt, your punt batting average principal played out here to the highest degree. And uh, you, you'll probably get lucky and win the main event mm-hmm. with, with Joey Gallo, and he'll hit 248 for, yes. for you somehow. So uh, that'll be cool. Because have to give me half the money. My guys at
1: Friends of Fantasy Benefits have come up with the perfect solution to the go, uh, the Joey Gallo conundrum.
0: Which I think we is, just you math need, it out, but what do you guys got?
1: I mean, it's this kind of idea. You need a Joey Gallo pillow. You need someone yes. to soften the blow of Joey Gallo. Gallo. And this I is a Joey Gallo it. pillow. Uh, Roto-Ware, get on this. Um, and, uh, and, <laughs> I think it's Colin Weatherwax. Yeah. Justin
0: Mason's face. Yes, this, it's amazing. Body. You're welcome. Um, oh, God. Yeah, your I wouldn't self. do it
1: with Brantley because what's going to happen is when – because this has been done before. People forget Chris Carter – uh, in the Ben Revere yeah. pairing that people did. Unfortunately, that was the... Why year they... do they forget those? Yeah, because Cr- Chris Carter Kids went off and hit court. eight home runs that year. Uh, <laughs> is, is the problem. Uh, but... Uh, like it didn't. Yeah, and Ben Revere didn't hit 300 like he was supposed to and steal 30 bases. So uh, I would do it with a guy like Daniel Murphy um, or... A guy like and I hate this guy and Paul's gonna really laugh at me because I I really uh, kind of uh, crapped all over him earlier today. But why not Gallo and Jesse Winker?
0: I knew you're gonna say you're such a clown. <laughs> you're, you're such an hypocrite. We're I, I, I don't like later.
1: Jesse Winker at all, but he's Which gonna hit for insane. average.
0: Uh, well, I'll, we'll smoke you on that later, but we got we got to move on. I'm gonna avoid. Um, I'm going to avoid our our ITL guys here, our Arizona guys, because they don't seem to like him that much. So, Justin, I'm going to stick with you on this one uh, because I know they just won't pick Peralta. So if you pick Peralta, then they can talk about the other guy. But which lefty do you prefer, Michael Conforto at 106 or David Peralta at 135?
1: Oh, it's Michael Conforto for sure. Uh, I love David Peralta too, and I think he's – uh, so I'll talk more about him, I guess, uh,
2: because Fuck you, Justin. <laughs> oh. God. oh, what happened there? What? Oh, <laughs> did I not mute my mic? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my bad.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I like both these guys, but d- like, I don't understand. David Peralta hit 293 the last two years, bumped it up to 30 home runs and everybody yeah. hates him. Like, I don't, I don't understand. understand it either. And he I completely completely tried.
0: He did more than he ever had done. And now everyone's like, nah, I don't want
1: I him. tried to, like, push back on him because Clay Link was tweeting about him earlier this offseason. And I was like, yeah, but what, what happens when the power regresses? And, like, he, like, laid it out. like, uh, And he was like, even the power regresses back to, like, 24 home runs. Where he's going is criminally low. Uh, and I, I just don't understand why people are so low on him, especially considering he is going to play uh, every day in that lineup.
2: He's third, too. I mean, that's yeah, I a good underst- spot to be in.
1: I don't understand. I like Michael Conforto because of the upside, but you're getting Peralta 30 uh, picks expound later. Expound on
0: that upside a little bit, because I know there's a lot of Conforto love out there, and I'm not necessarily against it. So this isn't like a – it's more of a devil's advocate thing just for you to map it out, because I tend to agree that I, I'm I'm a – Conforto convert because I, I was Pushing back last year mostly because of the injury <laughs> And everyone talks about how he, he played like He played 153 games Yet yeah, April was worthless he'd have been better Off sitting out so don't, don't give me that That second was so great half that he was played yeah. The second half was amazing I met, I wonder what the batting average could have been If he just sits out April or plays sparingly and doesn't hit 243 But his second half was brilliant and he popped 28 Homers so he has 27 and 28 The last two years What's the upside beyond this though um, can he pair big batting average with even more than the 28 homers? What do you, what do you think there, Justin?
1: I don't necessarily think he's going to do the big batting average thing. Uh, I think he's probably a 260 hitter, but I think there's a 35 homer upside.
0: Okay. I, uh, I like that.
1: And I, I think if he – I mean, he appears to be healthy, and that that's the big thing. He's finally healthy, uh, and we there's no reason to think he's going to re-injure himself. Uh, but I, I think he's got a pretty safe floor. Like t- you know, he's hit 27 and 28 home runs through kind of injury-riddled years the last two seasons. So you got to think 27 is kind of the floor, and you're looking at like a 35 or maybe even more homer upside. I just think that uh, that kind of bat is especially, especially with the Mets adding so many pieces around him. Yeah,
0: it, the His counting numbers, the counting really numbers should
1: too. really go up. Uh, whereas Peralta's counting numbers will probably go down in, in the Arizona lineup. That's fair. That being said, it's a two-round discount on Peralta. So I mean, I like both guys. I, I'm not. If concerned. you miss
0: out on Conforto, you can get Peralta. I've always loved about Peralta, and of course, his price is up compared to last year, but it's not as high as I thought it was going to go. Uh, he's later round batting average, which is usually mm-hmm. very difficult to find. Boggs, wh- why do you hate him so much though? Like, what? No, hes.
2: Oh, oh wait, yeah, wait. no, I hate David Peralta so much. No, he's one of my favorite players. No, no but yeah, for the record, got wrong.
0: I don't care. For I, I, oh, I, it's, I've. Uh, got... Pardon me, pardon me. You're the Pollock hate because he left uh, Welsh. I'll get to why you hate him in a moment. Uh, Box. I've got Conforto ahead
2: of Peralta, Peralta just for the record. Okay. But
0: okay. But, but you would be happy to take Peralta as your fallback. I've, if you I've taken him
2: almost everywhere. So what, <laughs> what are
0: we looking at this year? Right. Cause planning for third, I think would be unfair. Cause he doubled yeah. his home fly ball rate. So what are you planning
2: on from Peralta this year? I'd say like, you know, Justin said like 22 to 24 with, uh, I mean, he's got good hitters in front of him still. So he's going to drive in runs with Martin and Escobar. Yeah. right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, Lamb against righties is still really good against lefties. Christian Walker's probably going to play. But, uh, you know, Souza, as long as he's healthy, is pretty good. He was hurt all year last year. I know we're going to talk about him later, but uh, I think there's just a lot to like. And And let's not forget Peralta came up as a pitcher. So I know he's 31 and a breakout at 30 years old is not what people expect. But for the first half of his career, he was pitching. He had to go play an independent ball until, yeah. um, you know, he eventually got signed uh, by the Diamondbacks and uh, started playing in the minors in 2013. So, so he's, not, he's
0: not. He's a little bit of a youngish 31, as far as like being being a hitter
2: and experience. And you know, they, exactly, they always say that power is the last tool to develop, and it just developed for him at 30 because he's still kind of learning how to hit.
0: That's so, a good call. Uh,
2: out. That's a good Yeah, call yeah. I love Peralta. He's got all kinds of upside too. So all right.
0: Well, so yeah, I had that mixed up there. For some reason, I did think Boggs, I, I was projecting the, the I
2: told you I took there. him on my TGI Friday track. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I and I should have I should have remembered. So, <laughs> Welsh, well, what 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 is your beef against Peralta? Because he he's he's never been bad. Um he had the one injury bust out in twenty sixteen, but the before that was uh you know, 17 homers, 312 in 2015. The bust out in 16, 14 homers, 293 and 17, 30 homers in 293 last year. What's what's your beef with Peralta? Okay, so
3: now Nick you're Ahmed, wrong. Moving
0: on. No, I'm just kidding. Carson
3: Kelly, Wilmer Flores. These are some players that play on the Diamondbacks. If you haven't <laughs> heard of them, well, okay, um, so you're
0: punishing him for the team around him. Yeah, I, The part. No, part of it. I mean, I, you already I talked about the home Flores, run to fly by ball. The
3: way. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, fine. But Brian also, maybe. look at it like this. It, when the Diamondbacks come to town, you're not going to have to worry about... Remember how Rysel Iglesias could, play, could uh, pitch in the eighth inning because they want to get to the heart of the lineup? There's not a heart of the lineup with the Diamondbacks. Catel oh. Marte <laughs> and Roy Espar. I, I know this could be overblown to some people, but listen, um, David Peralta is going to get attacked. He wasn't getting attacked last year because he was hitting between A.J. Pollock and Paul Goldschmidt. He is going to be attacked this year because he was the most successful hitter last year. So he... Uh, I think he, they're going to come right at him. There's going to be less guys on base. The Diamondbacks are going to have to try their hardest factor. That's why I think the stolen bases could be up this year, because they're sure. going to have to manufacture runs more than ever. I don't hate David Peralta because he's not, he's not a horrible deal. You guys kind of talked about it. If you missed out, you could go with him. But the problem is this is a heavy pay for last year. And, and here's what I would ask you. You tell me, Paul. Why and what is going to be the major difference if let's regress David Peralta like we all agree, you know, even steamer down in the 20 homers or something like that half decent batting average. You tell me where David Peralta and and uh, Bowers are different. For well, this the season. Batting, edge, for points the of batting average. Yeah. I mean, one
1: is, one uh, is good I, at baseball and the other is not. You guys are
0: hateful. You are hateful. No, I'm not people. hateful. On Jake <laughs> powers and I think he's going to improve. I don't think he's a 201 hitter he's the way your he was He's favorite last year.
1: player. Get off of but, him.
0: I, it's, I mean, yeah. But come on. I mean, the projections, the most aggressive one is the bat has him at 255. That's 40 points of batting average. That is substantial. You think Peralta's
3: going to hit 290 this year?
0: Why wouldn't he? I I, I don't know that it. I agree. He's the 293
1: that he's exactly in the last two years.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's a 293 career guy for 200, two hundred or 2,239 plate appearances. I understand <laughs> he's what He's also hitting about. in
2: front of Goldie a bunch. I'll I mean, have a bet. He's not that hitting that, 290
3: but. this year. Anyone want to take the bet he's not hitting 290 this year? Whatever we want to do.
2: Okay. What, what, what do you think
1: he's hitting?
3: I think he's yeah. going to hit around 270,
1: 275. Well, I'll, I'll take that bet. Yeah, oh no, I'll, I'm
3: not. I'm not taking 275. I'll take if you the think he's going to hit over 290? I'll, 290, t- I'll, hit, I'll take the
1: over on 284.
0: Um. Oh yeah, I'll give it to you. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take that too. What are we betting? I don't know. Mm.
3: We uh, if if I win, you guys give out your phone number on your show. <laughs> if you win, <laughs> dude, I'll do that comeback. right
0: now. I already heard about that with Bogman. Nope. It, it's you do
3: it's, it's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Just talk to Bogman. After yeah. you can easily get his phone I number, I
2: put my phone number on Craigslist and said I was selling Thundercats. So <laughs> it's a great it's bit, actually. Hilarious. Oh my uh, god! Yes, I mean so, that
0: episode. There's a little, little bit overblown on on the whole being attacked. Thing. Like I get the Goldie situation, and and there is a little something to that. But I don't it's think it's also gonna how much that I love it.
2: David Peralta, Paul. Like I am super annoying about him. How about well, how about, about Nomar Mazzara then? Let, let me not be so
3: dramatic. How about Nomar Mazzara? 30, 30 to 35 uh, picks later between That's Peralta and, and Nomar Mazara. I, mean,
0: I love Nomar Mazara. Yeah, so I like Nomar uh, Okay,
3: then sell me on Peralta 30 picks higher than Nomar Mazara. The batting average still. I mean, that, that, that that's a big deal. i no, actually be the worst team in baseball this year. Late, oh, whatever. No, the Royals
2: and
0: Marlins are still in the baseball. The Orioles so are still in baseball. Orioles. They're, the they're not even going to be
1: the worst team in the division. The Giants are the, the still the Giants in the NLW.
0: They're not even close.
3: <laughs> I love the gaslighting here. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> Texas, great. Seattle, Jesus. We've got dude. Andy Young driving to our guys in the game. Come on, I mean, I mean, Carson, Carson Kelly, young Carson winner. Kelly to the moon. <laughs> They're gonna be there on time.
0: Uh, uh, all right. Uh, let's see who I want to start with. Let's start with Bogman here. Are concerns mm-hmm. of Ender Nciarte's batting spot overblown? I don't think they are.
2: Uh, I let think that
0: numbers and Let me let me counter real quick. Okay. And you let me know if you still believe that. NCRT mm-hmm. does have 78 of his 106 stolen bases for his career mm-hmm. batting first. That's 74%. Mm-hmm. However, He's at 22 stolen bases per 600 plate off play plate appearances in the leadoff spot, but 20 per 600 everywhere else. It's just two two stolen bases different. He has gotten most of them batting first, but it's not that different when you ex- when you extrapolate and see what he's done over the course of his career. Are you concerned about Enciarte uh, w- with regards to the leadoff thing? Are you concerned about Enciarte? Mm-hmm. Or Snicker allowing him to run. What is your concern there, mostly?
2: It's Snicker allowing him to okay, run. I think he can that run from any spot, okay. but it's I can accept. You know, that. Acuna hitting in the the one spot versus uh, Ender hitting in the one spot. It just I think it wrecks a lot of Ender's value. Uh, he's still a batting average guy that you can get late. Maybe if you took, you know, Gallo or something like that, because uh, he's still going to get a ton of at bats. He's still a Gold Glove outfielder. And uh, I would say that he's probably way better than I can. not What loser did we get for uh, for him anyway?
3: Well, Ender Inciarte was in the uh, Dansby Swanson trade. We traded Dansby Swanson, uh, Ender Inciarte. We ended up getting <laughs> Shelby sure. Miller. Shelby Stand Miller. Down.
1: Stand by it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I hear uh, Justin in the offseason saying, oh, the Diamondbacks fans were overblowing that a little bit when oh we gave God. away a gold glove center fielder. You know, now we have uh, Gerard Dyson.
0: A, that was the only bad part of that trade, though. Yeah,
2: it was. Blank. Everybody so, was upset about Dansby
3: Swanson. has that like, worked out? Okay, and, let me let me counter. We got, oh, well, I guess it was in the other trade. Randall Delgado. The Braves sent us Randall Delgado, so I hate the Braves just overall. Because <laughs> Delgado should have
2: yeah, never been there. I don't what it was. They have screwed us in every trade we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. That. Screw the Braves. On that oh, yeah, they, 100%. They
0: bamboozled y'all into just, they bought a prospect. But, uh, with, with with that deal, the like, Diamondbacks
3: should the file thing. a restraining order against the, the Braves. Can somebody? Yeah. Can yeah. we you know do what, that I as Just yeah.
0: not let them call for any trades. Yeah, stay. What
3: yeah, exactly. Change the phone number. Stay within like 500 feet away from each other. <laughs> it should be a thing. Right.
0: Is that that much
1: worse than like James Shield for Fernando Tatis? Yeah, nothing. but okay, that's, that's completely, different, completely different.
3: Completely different though, because Tatis was nothing. He was nobody to anybody. He was a he like was 17 nothing. years old at the time. He was a um. But Dominican James Shields Summer is James League
1: Shields. guy.
3: Shields. Yeah, but James Shields is a loser. But the team was just trying to like <laughs> yeah. get a
2: piece in. It's completely. I know what you're going with. But it. anyway, in a, Ender Inciarte. Yeah, uh, I don't think yeah. is going to run as much from the sixth spot. So. Okay. Okay. Well, it, I Paul, want Paul, to point can, out... you,
1: can you clarify what you said about his batting order, stolen bases? Because
2: so uh, last year it was 15 at first. I'm just going as like recency bias here. Yeah. Um. Second, he had four. Six. He had four. Seventh. He had four. But you have and, to,
0: but have to go with with per plate appearance because it's just a volume thing at that point, right? He had two hundred fifty-four plate appearances at first, um, and so he had. He also stolen had bases.
2: He was fifteen for nineteen from the exactly. one, and he, he was, was four, four for eight. four four for eight, right. But also the bigger question you're
3: bringing up is like how much are they going to be aggressive batting the sixth person in the order? Like there's not, there's probably not a good measure. You can go back and look at the Braves because usually it's not a player that would be an aggressive uh, stolen base guy. So, Are they going to change the? Are they going to change the dynamic of the team? And they are going to start running. I want
0: running. to see some study on this, and maybe I'll have to do it myself. Maybe I can enlist some help from Jeff Zimmerman because we talk about this a lot. And obviously, that that top two uh, spots can be the best for speed. I totally understand that, and being eight in the NL can be tough with the pitcher batting. But I do wonder about some of those middle spots. Do they run it all? You know, um, can you really realistically expect? I'm looking at it right now. From the sixth spot as a team last year, only one team got 20 strong bases from their sixth spot last year as a whole, right, from all the guys that batted there. Now, well, she just said, they don't necessarily have speed guys there, so that's part of it. But only the Nats got 20 steals; it was 21, then it was 16, 14, 14, and then nobody else got more than 10. So that is a concern within CRT. I just wanted to point out that he himself is not incapable of running if they allow him. And what the number that I was saying was per 600 playoff play plate appearances, not playoff appearances, plate appearances. He has 22 stolen bases in the leadoff spot, 20 everywhere else. I think that's so, a,
1: that's a misleading statistic only because he's never even had 200 plate appearances in any – or 200 uh, at-bats in in any uh, spot other than the first or second in his career. I mean, he's got – his his most uh, plate appearances in any other batting spot is 218 in the sixth spot for his career. So, I mean, okay. all of his stolen bases have come virtually out of – the one and two slot.
0: So then how can you say that he can't run outside? Of there? It's, just, it's
1: just too small of a sample to be drawing any conclusions from.
0: But the, but the question keeps I, coming I also. Don't, I don't diff- really agree. He has 523 total plate appearances from the sixth through ninth spot. I'm not extrapolating that much to say per yeah. 600.
3: But is the difference we're talking about here his ability, or is it that it's it a team asking. dynamic? I mean, his ability, I don't saying,
2: think, is in question here. I think it's the dynamic. I think the team every dynamic. team dynamic. Uh, you know, how much more is a pitcher concentrating on the guy uh, standing at first stealing a base when he has the seven-hitter uh, in front of yeah, him, when him at Brian the Brian McCann in, is about to come up. Right, instead of, uh, you know, Josh Donaldson or Freddie Freeman. I think that plays into it, too, and that uh, probably leads to a lot of the uh, 15 out of 19, and then 4 out of 8 let, later let me, in the lineup. Let me throw a little c- quick
3: caveat. I, I, we're spending a lot of time on this, but I just want to throw this out. All Think right. about where we could be with this when you get a little bit later into the game. If you have Ender Inciarte in, who's a lefty, and you have Brian McCann hitting behind him, which is the current lineup, who is a lefty, teams are most likely going to have a lefty in, and it's going to be more difficult for them to steal as they're, you know, they Flowers. are faced
0: to the first baseman. But then le- then Tyler Flowers will come in to face the lefty.
3: If that's what they do, I'm just throwing that. out. You're absolutely that's right. Or a pinch hitter, right? Yeah, yeah. We're just that's throwing true. out all these I mean, things here I, that, I think that don't is, work well for him.
1: I think this is like much ado about nothing because I think they will find ways to get him in the top of the lineup, either way. Or an does, injury, you know? Does done. anybody believe Nick Markakis is going to be their cleanup hitter all year? <laughs> like it's uh, come. On, I mean, that was fun last year, but Nick Markakis is 35, and he is not going to be hitting cleanup. And how many games for,
2: is Donaldson going to play? You know, yeah, NCR the 140. Top, 140, right?
1: So uh, yeah. I, I hope so. I've I got a lot so of shares, too, but so. I, I ultimately I think what this lineup looks like on opening day is going to look completely different by the time we get to June.
0: Well, yeah, you we can say that for most lineups, so I, I think that, that's So, But I think, I think awesome NCRT... Body. But all we
1: can
3: do is dissect it for what it is so right now. What, so
0: then what are you doing with NCRT, Justin? I'll start with you. Are, are you just drafting him? And what what is your stolen base... Like, well, we'll go with that. Stolen base expectation, Justin, for Ender NCRT this year? How many?
1: I think he is probably going to get 22,
0: 23. Okay. Which Bogman. is fine where he's going. I'd say 20. Well, that was my number 20. All right. So, you know, 20 home bases, good batting average. It's not bad. He does get caught a decent amount, though. Hey, the he hit 265
2: last year, too. That batting yeah, average that, dropped a little bit.
0: Didn't he? He's, he's, <laughs> Start off well and tank or start off he terribly? Start, he started sort of,
2: off
1: awesome remember. and tanked. It was okay, like, that's right. he was otherworldly to be getting there.
0: With stolen bases, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. had 13 in April. I'm seeing it now. I was 13. in
2: everyone's face last year about him. Uh, and then you were shut taking up your way. quick. Hey, right. at
0: least you waited a month. I waited one pitch with Ian Happ. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't do it publicly. I just like fist-pumped and ran around the apartment I nailed this one, dude. I freaking got this big, dude. I'm so good at fantasy (laughs) baseball. Yes, I'm so smart. All right, uh, next three here are going to be one for each year. So I'm going to go to the prospect guy again. Welsh – oops, sorry. I just punched my mic. Um, Is this the year for Byron Buxton? Is this the year that he is a set it and forget It doesn't even have to be a full-scale breakout. But can he just be a mixed-league player that you can leave in your lineup and just – enjoy obviously he breathed in spring training and so he's moving up like 50 picks every time he gets a hit life but (laughs) best shape of his life of course too but where are you at on boxing is this the year
3: uh i hate to say that i think it is i hate to be the person that's going to jump on that i don't want to go full blown here because i I do think
0: i know you're not doing it just because of spring training though. You no. again, you're a prospect I you stuff. So give us give us the full deep dive here. Well,
3: you you want to see, you want to see something really good because here's what's happened. In spring big numbers, we've already saw that uh I think humility was hit pretty hard last year with being sent down to uh Jupiter. Uh I Never think it was Jupiter, Florida with right. uh with rubber Craft. And um, all of that stuff <laughs> has gone on. The team has brought in some really good leaders. I think Nelson Cruz outside of uh, Little Needle Needle is going to be good for him. But also, you want to see something interesting, some more uh, quantitative stuff. Is like, look at Lance Brozdowski. He put out a tweet on March 2nd that shows some video from May 18th, and I'm looking at it right now, to uh, this spring here. And it already shows some of the adjustments where Byron Buxton brought his hands up higher. There's less movement in his swing. He looks a lot more relaxed. And just something I think is interesting, On uh, a big initiative I had over on Prospect One during the Arizona Fall League, I interviewed a bunch of prospects. I interviewed like Bobby Dahlback, Taylor Trammell, uh, Evan White with the Mariners, a bunch of guys. And the constant thing I kept asking them about was what was the most important part of your swing? You know, was it your front load? Was it da 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 da? And hands came up more than anything, it was the placement of the hands. And that could be something we're seeing here. I mean, fundamentals got off. He looks really wonky in some of his things and uncomfortable. And he looks really locked in. And here's the key, the skill set. The skill set is off the charts. I mean, we're still talking about a guy that is simply 25 years old. Ups yeah. and downs. Some play, Not everybody can have 60 games uh, that they're crap, and then they're amazing like Mike Trout. Sometimes it's going to take longer. I think there's better leadership there. I think there's a better winning attitude that's going on in Minnesota. I think mm. Buxton is ready, and they are going to make a full commitment unless he completely bombs out. His ADP's a little bit up, which I'm a little bit concerned about, and, he, and I don't want to be priced out. I drafted him in the TGI Friday's draft, so I've got him, if, but Give me 15 and 20 plus homers. And I think you said to kind of sit it and forget it. I think we're close to that.
1: Hey, there's okay. there's nope, some nope. really great articles on Buxton's uh, swing change and swing mechanics uh, changes. Uh, and they date all the way back to 2017 because he does this all the time.
0: That's true. So, are you, what are, are you swing less...
2: mechanics? <laughs> Jeez. You guys are brutal.
0: So are you? Le- are you less inclined than yeah, Justin to buy in on is, this? I mean,
1: this is ju- this is BJ Upton. Like you yeah. know, yeah. It, that's who he Last is.
0: First. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Like that's not I'm a bad thing. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, BJ Upton was either, good no, for a number of say, years. No, yeah. <laughs> no, BJ no. It, it's though, perfect. I just hate hearing was it. Good. You know. He was B.J. when he was good, and remember, yeah. he had uh, a, a 24-22-300 mm-hmm. season. He had an 11-42, that's homers and steals, and an 18-42, a 23-36, a 28-31. Now, those were all with poor batting averages. It was just that one year of quality batting average for B.J. Upton, and then when he was Melvin, he was, like, never good. Um, but that wouldn't be the worst outcome for no, that thing. that
1: that's the best possible outcome, I think, for him is – He's going to be a guy that has power and has speed uh, and plays really good defense, is never going to hit for average. There are going to be years where he can uh, potentially help you win fantasy leagues, and there's going to be years where he is completely unusable. Uh, yeah. The problem is it's going to be really hard to predict those years, and every time he goes on these hot, you know, one of these hot streaks, whether it be at the end of the season or in spring training, everybody's going to overpay for him the next year, and we're seeing the start of that
0: right now.
3: And they yeah, overpay. So- oh, Billy Hamilton or Byron Buxton?
0: Oh, God, Billy uh, Hamilton would never be anywhere near my team, even if he was 100 picks cheaper. And I don't even okay. like
3: Buxton. I'd rather have Buxton <laughs> for sure. Well, Billy Hamilton is going above him. That's disgusting. It, Although I, I go just ahead. did a
1: quick. He should go above him.
0: I have Oh, my God. You're, you're terrible. Hateful. You're terrible at It's existing. true. At
1: least no, Billy Hamilton finished in the majors last year.
0: It is not true that Billy it, this, Hamilton finished. This should go whole above argument
1: that that people are making right now that at least Buxton's elite defense will keep him on the field. It didn't last it year. It didn't last year, yeah. yeah. No, I, so I'm, like this, I'm I, with you, Justin. And the Twins but... want to win. The Royals don't care about winning at all. Billy Hamilton is going to play every day for the if Royals. they want
2: to
0: win, and they'll play Byron Buxton, though. Not Jake Cave. But for that's not true,
1: long. because he was so Yesterday. bad offensively, they had to send him down to the minors.
3: But there's no question, if he's garbage, if the guy hits 150 again, it's a win for everybody that says Buxton's going to suck. I don't think that's in question here. If he bombs out, it doesn't matter what good defense he's going to play, you're not going to yeah. stay on the field. That's not the question. It's what's, can... what's the likelihood of that happening again? Not not very high at all. And I agree. I I completely agree here. I'd also say there's no argument also, if, if Buxton is going up at like, Near, you know, Pollock and Michael Brantley,
0: like get the hey, out of on, here with let, that nonsense. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I just did a quick run of online championship drafts uh, since March first, yeah, and Buxton is. That's where he is going. Yeah. Buxton, let me get let me get the number right now. It's oh, one thirty, pick one thirty, and so that's that's still two rounds uh, lower than Pollock at one hundred four, but he's creeping, and his min pick is one fourteen of
1: Billy Hamilton.
0: And he is, yeah, he is ahead and, of and,
3: Hamilton. And I that. won't disagree with that. T- and I'm not here to make the case that um, you know,
1: uh, oh, big we're gonna take oh,
3: all that type yeah, of stuff. I'm not gonna not do sleeper. that. But yeah, but my problem before you. was who are the guys that he that are that he they're going below him that you're just putting your head through a wall because you missed out on. Oh, I missed out on Hunter Renfro. Ah, oh, I didn't get Kyle Schwarber. Ah, oh, it sucks. No, like, take the
2: risk. I think the I think the reasoning behind taking Buxton is better than the reasoning behind taking Billy Hamilton, because if you're taking Billy Hamilton, you're expecting a certain amount of steals from him, and I'm not sure you're going to get them with him hitting ninth in one of the worst lineups in baseball. When you take Buxton, you're hoping for some some upside. You probably won't get that either, but at least you can plan to replace him with someone else later. There's no replacing Billy Hamilton. You're not going to get 40 steals at the bottom of the draft, because if someone can steal 40 bases, they are drafted very, very high. So, I don't want either of these losers on my team, but I would take Buxton. Yeah,
0: I, I, I would too. I I, I, to- I totally agree with, with all of that there now. I want to see where Buxton, because here's the thing, he doesn't have to beast out the rest of spring but if he just continues to do well then that price is going to go higher and he's going to be the Delano De Shields who creeps into the 100 top 100 and then all of a sudden I'm not in on I'm not really in on him right now but between that and Billy Hamilton I am uh, all right let's move on to the next one here this is another power speed combo pick this one's for you Justin Harrison Bader at 172 Brandon Nimmo at 177 Austin Meadows at 178 or Ramon Loriano at 182
1: Oh, give me Austin Meadows all day. Talk uh, to us
0: about Austin Meadows.
1: I just think there's such nice upside with him. I think he's a guy that could potentially be a 2020 bat with a with a pretty decent average. Uh, I think they're actually Tampa Bay is actually going to let him play all day or, or every day, uh, and so I think you, you got to bank on that upside. And I just don't trust Bader Nimmo. Uh, Loriano to keep jobs in, in their certain situations. I, I mean, I guess Bader is pretty safe, but I just think that the the upside is is through the well, roof with Austin, Austin Meadows.
0: I I love Bader like as a player because he's an amazing defender. He's got premium speed. He can't hit righties though.
1: Yeah, so uh, I
0: I do I do think there is some question about his playing time, um, and at least with somebody like Meadows. He might lose some time, but it would be against lefties. So it would be the, he'd be the strong side platoon. I don't know where Laureano is necessarily going to lose the time, though, because he also has the premium defense of somebody like a Bader. But who's really chasing him down right now? I, I mean, Dustin Fowler.
1: Yeah, I think if he struggles offensively, Fowler could could jump him. I think he talks def- about
0: bringing in Carlos uh, Gonzalez as well. No, oh, Carlos they are?
2: Didn't, oh, no, they, I was, I they're talking thinking. about it.
0: Well then, they should. They could put him in left. Yeah,
1: they're yeah, they're not they're not, gonna, they're not. they're not going to. They're not going to play Gonzalez in center.
0: Yeah, because no. Loriano is a, like a premium center fielder. Um. All right. So you like Meadows? I like Meadows too. I like this whole group. There's another one where I like this whole group, but uh, but I don't like Bayer at the pri- when when these when he's going more than these other three and can't hit righties as a righty. I I don't like that. So I almost like of a him the least
2: playing time. I'm with it, you.
0: Yeah, I like him the least of this group. Somebody like a Tyrell O'Neill will two later.
1: O'Neill plays really really great defense too I think that's yeah. the underrated part of his game so he could replace Bader in center if needed
0: I agree with that uh, all right next one Boggs better breakout bet at their cost no arms at 160 or max Kemp or a good bit later at 236 who do you like there to, to break out this year at their particular cost
2: it's got to be Mad Max hitting in front of Cruz, Rosario, Cron, and Polanco. I love that spot for him. He's going like you said. What is it? Close to 100 picks later. So um, I- I'm definitely in on yeah, that. 80 year. 80 picks later, right?
0: Kapoor. I, uh, th- this is one of my winter converts, uh, you know, doing, doing the extra study and, and kind of learning more about Max Capboard. He's always been kind of a, uh, uh, somebody that folks like, he has his contingent of folks who really like him. And I've always wondered, well, why? Because I hadn't really seen it dove in. I do think there's some interesting power upside here. It hasn't really shown up, but what I love about what he did last year in this season was he improved the strikeout and walk rates. Now, his triple slash actually ended up getting worse, not quite across the board. His batting average was much worse, so was his slug, but his uh, OBP went up seven points. He still hit 20 homers. I still think that there's potential to pop 25-plus.
2: Yeah, there's meat on the bone there for sure. Yeah.
0: And the rest of that lineup, those counting categories could be career highs, and he did score 80 runs last year. He only drove in 58, but I think he could be like a 90 90 type of guy if, if if he gets the full breakout. This people, is this people
1: is. forget that he didn't start playing baseball because he wasn't living in America. Uh, Until later in in life. So it's like that's a great call out. Same with like Lorenzo Cain. The reason why he kind of developed a little bit later is because he didn't grow up playing baseball and had to kind of learn the game a little bit later in life. And I think Kepler's another one of those guys going to have kind of a later career breakout.
0: And he's only 26 years old, so it's not like you're, you're saying it's a 32-year-old breakout or anything like that. He and Mazzara have kind of lived in the low to mid-90s WRC Plus for three straight years. They're like steady, solid, like one-and-a-half to two-war type of guys, and everyone thinks they can do more. So we'll see who it is. As much as I like Mazzara, 80 picks later, i got to go Kepler here. So I, I agree with that. Uh, all right, Welsh, this one's back up to you. Better injury gamble at their cost. Brian Ryan Braun, I almost said Brian Ron. Ryan Braun <laughs> at 196 or Matt Kemp all the way down at 326. Who do you like better and why?
3: I think the easy answer with, with these type of things is to say the, um, the, the latest guy. But I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Braun here as much as it'll yes, um, discuss Bogman. But like Matt Kemp is Traitor. in this weird. He's well, Matt Kemp is in. I like Matt. I've always liked Matt Kemp, but he's in this weird space right now where he's not guaranteed a starting role, more of a platoon role with Cincinnati. He's a buyout option. He's kind of in this no man's land of, uh, of you know, just not a, a solidified gig. Where Ryan Braun is as weird as Braun can get overall. Uh was lower last year, which uh, I think it's, it was a career-low batting average. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Career-low batting average last year. Still put up uh, 20 homers with double-digit stolen bases. He- he's guaranteed a job. He's going and he's, I mean, 35 years old, and he's still stealing those bases. And he's healthy. also yeah, he's healthy, yeah. guaranteed the gig, and I know the values are like 100-plus pick different, but Braun around 200 with the guarantees, and, a, and a, if I can just get a twenty ten out of him at 200, give me that yeah. all day instead of the Kemp who's not even stealing bases with no guarantees, and he can bought out and sit out for a little bit.
0: There's I, nothing with him. I, I totally agree on that, and you know as, as long as he's healthy, which is not going to be for 150 <laughs> games for Braun, but as long as he's healthy he's going to play Is all i'm saying on that is that you know he has playing time for as long as he's going to uh playing and he went 2010 last year in 125 games what if we spike a 145 a 150 uh from Ryan Braun he is going to be 35 but he's still really good there i didn't even realize that pairing these guys together uh, brought up the old stolen uh, stolen mvp situation from from a few years back in uh, 2011 when Ryan Braun I was on a little bit of the juicy juice there to uh, edge out Kemp when Kemp probably should
2: have won five homers against the Diamondbacks in that uh, playoff I, series. That, that was that was devastating. That, and he that got was. Andy Young fired from his job trying to transport blood, so I don't like <laughs> that, that.
0: That was the way like he did Uber that. Joke.
2: Uh, yeah, I know, but
0: uh, the the way he did that uh, that test collector was was dirty I, you don't have to like ryan braun as a person but as a fantasy option at at pick 196 i think he's pretty decent uh bogman let's go to you here with a, a better that your favorite late round average pick here from Corey dickerson at 192 jesse winker at 207 or jose martinez at 234 i'm gonna loop in justin and welsh on this one too so guys be ready but uh, Boggs, who's your favorite here
2: Got to be Jesse Winker with that shoulder getting fixed. Yeah, I know the, the the playing time is a little questionable, of course, and that's why I don't really like anyone in that outfield in Cincinnati this year. You know, you have a bad month. And you could be replaced for a little bit because they got Schebler. They got Senzel coming up. They've got, uh, you know, Winker and Matt Kemp and Puig. Oh, my. Just too many bodies out there. So I don't know that he's going to play 150 games or anything. Uh, but getting that shoulder fixed, he's a superb hitter. I'm really excited about him this year.
0: Yeah, I, I am, too, with Winker. And, you know, he's starting to show some power as well. Obviously, that shoulder, we have to see how healthy it is if that power is going to stick. But we did, uh, we did get a quote in the off season here, uh, right around when spring training was starting that David Bell said that Winker's going to play 500 plus at bats. Like Let's they're going to play him. So he and Puig, I think are the two guys and everything else has to work around them. I know everyone's getting excited about Senzo and center and thinking that he's going to be the, this full-time locked in guy, but, I don't know that that's so guaranteed. I could see Puig, Winker kind of moving into center mm-hmm. here and there to get some Kemp chem- bats in, and Shebbler can play some center. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Puig and w- Winker that you want in that outfield and everyone else you have to be a little bit skeptical of. Justin, we know you don't like Winker. <laughs> can, can you outline why, and then I'll let you pick between Dickerson mm-hmm. and Martinez, but just give us a quick thought as to why you're so against it, because even if the power isn't developing still, mm-hmm. right, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it stays stagnant. He's still late batting average. Which yeah, is,
1: and I have no problem with that. Like, to,
0: uh, it, it's, yeah, what the
2: hell, Justin? It's it's mostly the projection. Jesus, I think
1: <laughs> th- there's been a lot of people out there projecting that this guy's going to turn into like a 25, 30 home run bat with the average That's aggressive. And, and it You're is,
2: projecting. It's like,
1: I don't yeah. – I'm totally projecting. I'm always projecting. <laughs> like no. I think he is probably going to do what the projections say he's going to do, which is hit 15 or 16 home runs with it's, a good average. Prahl, that, that's the, well, David I mean, Peralta. Old school
0: David Peralta. Okay. Everybody
2: oh, yeah. hates when Michael Prahl Brantley.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. think that's fine. But I think this idea that okay. he's somehow going to develop all this power that he's never shown at any level – uh, coming off of a serious shoulder injury, I think, is ridiculous. And the, the okay. playing time situation will become an issue at some point because once Senzel is not up in playing center field, there are a lot of bodies in that outfield. They may not be good bodies, but they bodies like they're going to want to get playing time. And it's going to yeah, come but, at the but, cost. It's not going to come at the cost of Puig. It's not going to come at the cost of Senzel. So it's got to come at the cost the, of Winker.
0: It, no, it doesn't. It's not gonna it does. come at the cost of Winker. He's a 400 OBP guy. You're absolutely nuts, dude. Like he'd have to completely underperform. There's why? Why would you take him off the lineup? Like why? Because he's not. So that good. Matt Kemp can play. What? <laughs> he's already projected to. You to, had me. <laughs> you had me on chilling people out. On I, know, the, I, know, I know. Paul, do you uh, want on my resume? Lot. But then it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you guys are both.
1: In, it's no, got well way too there. many
0: condiments on there. You're,
2: you're insane. <laughs> a lot
0: of chili on it you're absolutely insane to say he's not good uh that's where you he, lose No, me I'm on. sorry. He he
1: he is a very good uh or I think he's a he's a pretty good real life player. I don't think he's going to be a very good fantasy player. But you
0: like David Peralta and he's now David Peralta. David
1: Peralta Peralta's still a 30-100. 20 25 30 home run bat cuz he's shown that.
0: Uh, no. You liked David Peralta before last year when he hit 30. And that he is pre-30 Homer. David Peralta Winker is. So I don't understand. I don't think you're being consistent to hate yeah. on Winker. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not
1: hating on Winker. I'm hating on the
0: people Trend who are
1: projecting him to take this huge power growth because he's is never shown it. Is 207 okay?
0: 207 is not an expensive cost. Like if they I'm, okay, I'm fine with that. If they put him to like 120, sure. But you're but you're trumping up all this disdain for him, and I just yeah. uh, I don't see it. Just so, who do you prefer then between Dickerson and Martinez? Because we know you don't want Winker, uh,
1: probably Dickerson because he has the full the, the path to playing time. I mean, I love yeah. Martinez, but uh, his defensive challenges and already facing playing nice time issues, put. uh, it just makes him too difficult to roster. Uh, yeah. I, I want to believe that the talent is going to play is going to win out, but you have to include that defensive liability. As a part of the overall talent and we can't just bet on the bat because there's no DH in the in the National League
0: who knows maybe Rob Manfred will put it in at the All-Star break. He'll just decide. <laughs> hey, NL, you have a DH now. Let's go. Um, all right. Well, Kirsten Winker Martinez. Who do you like there?
3: It's easily Winker for me too. Okay. Um, it's just I battling Winker. on here. Yeah, I, I just have a vivid memory. I was talking with um, uh, your boy Eric Longenhagen who's out here with me. We had a conversation about Winker a couple years ago and Just When we were talking about it, he was just like, the one thing that sticks out, he's just such a good player overall, but everyone questions where the power is going to come. And I tend to side on with players that have really immense hit tools that we we question if the power is going to get there. And he's already showing the ability to start to develop it. I don't know who the hell projects him at 30 homers, but I think he's a high average guy. Guess what? He's also going to probably lead off a crap load in Cincinnati, which I think is fantastic. I think projections are low on the runs. RBIs might be on point, but Give me 15 homers and give me a 280-plus average. I think in this territory, it's it's totally fine. I wouldn't argue if you wanted Corey Dickerson over him. I sure. just like the, the possibilities because I'm a big Reds guy this year. I think the Reds' offense is prime with picks across the board, and I think Weaker is going to be one of the table setters. He, no, here, I, here are I, the I, two bets boy, that yeah. I've
1: already taken in, in the industry with, other, with two other guys who I really respect in the industry. One See, is Joey Votto, uh, minus five home runs versus Jesse Winker.
0: Okay, I mean I love Vado, but
1: but the, that shouldn't be close, right? Like, am I crazy? He hit, he hit,
0: you're not crazy. I would probably take that that bet too. I mean, he did it 12 last year, and he's going to be 35. But he hit it 36 the year before. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think it's the most. I don't. I don't think you should spend that money just yet. Is all I would say. There's um, a path to you losing that. Bet. Well, it's, so wait, it's, wait They want. Mason. They
3: think Winker's going to be within five homers of Votto. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and the other, the other one was 60 uh, that si- 60 uh, <laughs> 60, 60, uh p- or places on the Play-A-Rater with Votto. Uh, with how Votto? great okay. is it going to be
2: when he hits thirty-five? It's nice, going to be you, the best thing ever. Now you can pay for your trip to first. Well,
1: we year, we, so we, <laughs> we bet Justin Mason T-shirts in public shaming. Well, okay, right?
0: so. Um, do you have any qualification there on, like, playing time, or is it just straight no, up, no matter? just straight up. Well, then you bamboozled that person. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's correct. I would build I'm in
1: looking, at least I'm, an I'm entry I'm looking cap for, for foreign, uh, to both of them listening to uh, the podcast.
2: I think because of our make in on that better. Uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, Walter
1: McMichael and uh, Smota. Oh, there you go. There you
3: go. I think Jose Martinez could make this interesting if he could ever play,
0: but the Cardinals do not play. Well, oh yeah, why do you guys hate
1: C-Dick? Thing. This is my question. Because I, I don't. don't
2: like. I, yeah, I, I don't. Under, I, like, I like him too. I like he's him way my way better new than David Paulta
0: because he's my cheap. He's my cheap batting average now down here that doesn't have the hype because winker is, is going to get pushed up in a lot of drafts. There, well, there are a lot of folks who do like it here, but no, no uh,
1: joke. I know like Paul and I, obviously people can tell like Paul and I are both like tired and sick right now. Yeah. Uh, and we're powering through, but, uh, I, I did not realize how tired and sick Don't I was uh, until I, uh, just typed in "c dick" into the search bar of the FanGraphs website, and I was like, "Why is
3: nothing coming? It's gonna be something." Are on the right page? Yeah. Well, it's like, why is nothing Something's coming, coming up? up,
0: Justin. Something's coming up. Oh, <laughs> Not what you Oh My God, we are officially off the rails. Actually, we started off the rails. Let's be honest. Uh, all right, this one will be an open floor one here. I'll get I'll get thoughts from all y'all. I'll start with Welsh favorite power pick at their cost. Stephen Piscotty at 159. Hunter Renfro at 188. Kyle Schwarber at 213 or Fran Mill Reyes at 226.
3: <laughs> I mean. Skip it. Pass. I gotta tell you, none of these are guys. I know Bogman's a big Piscotti guy. I I mean, I guess you could you could make a, a nice argument for Piscotti. I'm gonna make it for Kyle Schwarber here. Um, okay. the average is still in question. The 26 homers were nice. It's not going to be
0: good. It's yeah, not, no, well, no, yeah, stop it. Yeah,
3: I'm it's sorry. Yeah, I'm surprised. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I meant not in question. Like okay. we know what it's going to be. Yeah, that's yeah. What yeah. I mean. That,
0: that the, his believers are still like, yo, this dude could roll out of bed and hit 280. What bed and when? No, he can't. But 250 they don't
2: give. If you're praying, they don't yeah. give
0: up on
3: him. But I mean, this is also one of the. There's, I, I feel like he's got a stigma that's locked to him. There are a lot of guys here that are going to hit around 240, maybe average well, a little like bit better, 250 or 30 homers.
0: I hated Schwaber when he cost the world, but at 2:13, I'm fine with that. That's a 25 homer, you know, a 30 homer uh, potential that late. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not turning up my nose at that. Uh, it's just the 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 Schwarber backers that are like, nah, dude, I think he can pop like 75 to 80. I'm like. I guess if he gets super lucky, but what would make you think that other than blind faith? That's that's I, I don't like bets like that where it's just a no risk. Like, hey, maybe he does it, and then I look great. There's nothing to back that. I know you're not saying that, so no, and um, you should. Schwimmer's you your be, guy there.
3: Yeah, I guess I'm going short, and also Reyes and Renfro—they're guys that are going to eat into each other. There's yeah. Franchi. Yep. It,
0: a lot of the the Padres guys just eat themselves. A lot. I was going so to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, about it, their their whole situation out there. Who's playing? I think Myers is guaranteed that everyone else is fighting, right? Well, they uh, they really
3: like Margot. I know a lot of people don't want to believe Margot's going to get the start. I but I'm telling you, I, I, Justin I think and I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Justin yeah, and I like that a lot. Okay, well, that's good. Um, Justin, who do you like here? Piscotti, Renfro, Schwarber, Fran Mill?
1: All right, so this is one of those situations that maybe maybe later on I'll come around on Winker because I'm coming around on Fran Reyes, and it has nothing to do with the profile It's the price. I really thought the price was going to skyrocket.
0: So did I. And it
1: didn't. I mean, and so this is a guy who's projected to hit 23 at the lowest and 27 at the highest, or 28 at the highest home runs this year through all our projection systems. age
0: or – oh, no, that's his home run count. Okay, go ahead.
1: He's only 23 years old. He has just (laughs) immense (laughs) (laughs) –
0: Continue, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) He's got immense (laughs) raw power. Uh, I still think he has holes in his swing that are going to be exploited, and so I don't necessarily believe that he's going to hit 250 or 260, like the projection systems say, but I think he's hitting 20-something home runs, and I cannot believe that uh, the price hasn't gone through the roof. I really thought it would, considering what he did last year in the short sample.
0: And uh, the chatter you hear about him, yeah, right? Yeah, everybody so loves it's all good for him. for a
2: 36-year-old. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so many people talk him up for Fran Mill Reyes, but then I look at his prices, and I'm like, that's actually pretty affordable. So I'm I'm with you on on that specific aspect of Fran Mill. I've already got I, just shares, I, just throw, yeah.
3: I think Fran Mill is the worst of the five Padres outfielders. So, I'm going to throw that out there. I think Franchi is a more complete player. Margot is uh, much more suited for the team. Hunter Renfro is a better power hitter. I think Ram, Ram Reyes is the worst of them. Who's so. the fifth? Um, oh, did I just blank out? Uh, Myers, Franchi. Travis
0: Jankowski because he, he got hurt. Renfro. Okay, the... Myers. Renfro Reyes, Myers. Myers, Renfro, Cordero, Cordero. Franchi and Reyes.
3: Yeah, Margot there you go. Reyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's five. Yeah. Who, am I, who am I missing, then? yeah, my, you, oh, Myers, hello, yeah, my bad, yeah,
0: yeah, he's, so he's the, the worst of the of
3: the five outfielders yeah. for the podcast. I
0: actually think you're right, but at the same time, I'm I'm still with Justin that I thought the price was going to be super sky high because anywhere I go, I'm hearing for animal, this, for animal, that, and uh, and I think it's a fair price. I'm not getting him anywhere. Um, I'd probably just take two over because I've seen him hit 30 already. As much as I like Piscotty as a player at 159, I can't really justify taking him with these guys available later. Now, Piscotty does have the better batting average upside. He's a career 268, and he hit 267 last year. Uh, and so we've seen him be higher, too. It, it's His average is pulled down a little bit by that 235 from 2017. Of course, that was in the throes of his mother dealing with her ALS, and I'm sure his head wasn't in the game, and you can totally – totally understand that from him so he might be even more of a 275 hitter so that helps but is that a hundred well not quite a hundred picks but is that worth 60 picks more maybe it is it depends where you're going to have renfro schwarber and, and reyes because it is a decent amount of batting average but uh bogman where where you come out on this uh quartet here of
2: power guys it's biscotti for me and it's uh for the playing time you know uh cool. we all we we all just argued about the outfield in san diego so who who the hell knows how that is yeah, going to pan I'm out between there, and
0: I was going to bring it up if Welsh in right, it
2: right between Renfro and Fran mill and Franchi, uh, all these guys, like no one is very, very safe. So I'm not in on either one of those guys. Kyle Schwarber's batting average is not great. And he's going to get pulled defensively at the end of games for Albert uh, Almora. So I, I think for me, it's got to, it's kind of Piscotti by default. It's not that I'm in love with him. I have taken him in drafts. Um, but he slips past this 159 a bunch. So, and that is where I have been scooping it's kind of, him up.
0: He's kind of boring, right? People just like, uh, you know, they, they they don't think too much about Piscotti. That's a great it's call. He's like a out poor on,
2: man's Upton.
0: Yeah, and that's a great call out on the playing time because he's locked and loaded. If he's healthy, he's playing every single day for Piscotti. I agree Andy, with you. And he's there. hitting
2: in front of, uh, you know, Chris Davis, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, and Profar. That's, uh, he's cleaning those guys up. I like that.
0: Justin, our our boy uh, Gregory Polanco, right? We don't really know exactly what's going on with the health. Uh, I'm a diehard Polonkist, as I put in a recent article. I, I don't. Last last year this time, the the conforto thing was going on, and I was like, stop boosting him up. He's not going to play uh, for a month or whatever, and he played right away. And like I mentioned earlier, that first month might as well not have played. Same thing's happening with Polanco right now. He's having all these good reports. Everything's looking good. And I'm like, is it just going to be a busted April? So let's put April aside. Let's just say he misses it. If he's a five-month guy, are you stashing Polanco? uh, Or how are you approaching him? Let's say, how are you approaching him in NFBC where there's no DL? And then how are you approaching him in leagues where there is a DL for Gregory Polanco?
1: You know what we were doing at the same time that people were talking about Conforto last year? We were mm. googling over pictures of Gregory Polanco doing like, we these were. insane workouts. And you and I were both <laughs> going crazy about the potential. Uh, he he looks so good. And it was going to be the year, and it seemed like it was. And It kind of was, though, it right? Kinda, it kind of was. Kinda was. Uh, I have not gotten any shares only because every league I've been in, there's been another Polanco truther. That doesn't mean I'm shying away from him at all. Uh, yeah. Just I have yet to get a share, uh, and you know I still probably have forty-five drafts to go. So <laughs>
0: minimum, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, will tomorrow, you take him in NFC though, where where you if, have to put him I, as one of those seven reserves? If I and... do,
1: then I'm not going to take another gamble. So you won't. If, okay, I'm not going to take him and Vlad. I'm not going to take yeah. him uh, and a guy who's already injured. I because without the DL spots there's just no flexibility and I want to have a little bit of flexibility on my roster, especially early on in the season, because who knows what's going to happen two months down the road. So
0: exactly. uh,
1: NFBC becomes very difficult, but in your standard formats, Polanco is a guy that I'm not going to shy away from the, they're just, the price is so cheap uh, and the, the upside is so great.
0: Fully agree with, with all of that. Uh, Bogman, Again, same sort of deal here. Would you take him in an NFBC style where it's only the seven reserves and no DL for Gregory Polanco or are you only taking him in DL leagues or are you not taking him at all?
2: No, I he's my favorite grab and stash, which I don't generally like to do, but um in deeper DL leagues like if you you got five spots, I'll grab him, but I I'm, I'm not taking him in a league where I don't have a DL spot because his shoulder injuries can linger and um sap the power even when he comes back yeah. to I would hate to wait two months and then he sucks, you know, so you just wasted a, a half your season on a guy. So I or, can't, I can't justify it in a league like that.
0: Or, or you draft him and you, you're going to be patient and then you cut him six weeks into it and he comes back in the seventh or eighth week. So you just yep. took a dead and Walsh spot. Picks him absolutely-
2: up. And then yeah, he goes and crazy, and then I got to hear that
0: crap. Yeah, yeah, the rest be. of the year. Yep. Well, uh, are you in lockstep with us here, or how do you feel about Gregory Polanco?
3: Yeah, exactly how you guys said it. Like NFBC, okay. I'm not really interested. DL leagues, I will. Uh, I'll get down with the stash, even if it's only like three DLs. I would. Uh, I think the the reward risk cost. You know of where he's going to what he could do when he's playing games is worth the grabbing stash. But yeah. I'm not saying I don't think I would be aggressive about
0: it. Yeah, I I agree with all that. Even as somebody who really likes him, I can't really do it in NFBC. I just don't want to give up that spot for upwards of a month. Things could change as we get through the spring, and if we see the timetables pushed up, maybe I reconsider. But as it stands right now, got to have a DL spot for me to consider Gregory Polanco. But I will be watching from afar, and I absolutely hope he dominates when he gets back. Welsh, let me stick with you on this one. Uh, This is another power pick. Trey Mancini at 228, Randall Grichuk at 238, Jay Bruce at 274, or Daniel Polka at 315. Who's your favorite at their cost and why?
3: It's pretty. It's pretty amazing when I look at all these guys too, and you're just like, all right, so where's the good team around them? The, the guys that are going to get hit in. <laughs> those,
0: those are four guys. Those are guys on four brutal teams right now. Brutal. White Sox might be decent-ish if if some of the prospects pan out.
3: I think Bruce is interesting, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Trey Mancini. I I
0: don't, I don't love, love the batting average stuff,
3: but there's a middle ground where, you know, in 2017, he hit 293. We were up. Babbitt was way up. Then I think we went, way down. So I think there might be a happy medium and projections have kind of sat in that territory where they essentially just cut the middle and he's projected pretty much everywhere around 260. He's going to be a good spot in the lineup. Uh, I look at this as another one of those diamondback type of teams that they're really going to have to manufacture runs. You've got guys like VR that are going to be in front of him. And I think he's a, I think he's a lock for 25, um, plus homers and uh, of, you know, of this crew, I'm not a believer in Daniel Palka. And I think Trey Mancini is the guy that's on the uptick. Jay Bruce is interesting if he were in a little bit of a better spot, but uh, give me Mancini, even though he's the most expensive out of these, uh, which is a little bit odd because I feel like we'd want to lean to the later half, but these are also post two hundred guys.
0: No, I, I tend to agree with most of what you said there. I lean a little bit closer to Grichuk, but I think Mancini and Grichuk are a coin flip for me. I don't hate Bruce at 274, but I'd rather put him at corner, I think, as opposed to an outfield spot. That's more antics than anything else. But I am fully with you that I don't really buy polka. Justin, where are you on this quartet of power, guys?
1: I kind of like all of them.
0: Who's your fave?
1: Uh, I think Bruce is my favorite just because he's going to bat in the middle of that. Uh, Mariners lineup I do seem to be getting a lot of shares of Polka. Uh,
0: okay so you all oh, you're in on Polka then
1: yeah I don't have a problem with him he's gonna play that I think the nice thing about Bryce Harper and Machado not going to Chicago is they didn't go to the white Sox. Yeah. is they didn't ruin my shares of Polka. and it's not even that I necessarily like him I just think he's gonna play and I think there's power in that bat and so uh, he hit, what, 27 home runs last year in 124 games. There's no reason to think he can't hit 25 in a, in a full season uh, this year. So, I think he is a cheap power source late, going outside the top 300. Uh, so, I, I'm I'm fine with, with him. Uh, he's not a guy I'm in love with, but like I just said, like a guy I just seem to be ending up with. I just took him in TGFBI, actually. Uh okay. So... Uh, but none of these guys are super excited.
0: And just, yeah, I mean, I can make maybe a case that there is some excitement for Gretchuk because he he's he's a just stat the, cast darling. That he smacks the crap out, right? out of the ball. But yeah, exactly. He, he could really tank that batting average. He usually hits well enough kind of outrun some of the strikeout stuff. And he did cut his strikeout rate to a career best 26% last year for Chuck. Can he finally get that elusive 30 homer season? He's, he's a 30 homer guy. If he ever gets a full season, he just never gets a full season. Uh, Boggs, are you uh, drastically different than us on any of this or is not there a really. statement out here that we haven't talked about that you like?
2: No, I, I think I'm with the Welsh. I want Mancini out of this group, but I'm not super excited about him uh, or Gritchik or, Bruce or Paulka. I mean I like um you know the value on Paulka. I was actually kind of pissed when Justin took him and you know I don't know how many times you're going to hear someone's pissed that Daniel Paulka got <laughs> they
0: sniped at pick 300.
2: <laughs> right. Um but I mean he does have a nice home run upside and he's going late. So um all these guys have their merits. You just have to be looking for a power bat. You know there's
0: a guy who just in 2017 Went thirty homers, fifteen steals, and he's going two hundred and thirty fifth overall right Dominic
2: now. Dominic
0: Brown. It, it story <laughs> starts on like that. I thought you were going to guess it right off the top. It's it's Domingo Santana,
2: wow.
0: and Bogman. I'll start with you on this one. Uh, why is he going so low? And are are you buying back in with uh, clear playing time in Seattle for Domingo Santana?
2: Uh, I think he's having a good spring so far, too, which is annoying. Oh, that's annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am I kind of want to buy back in. Uh, you know, a different scenario, different spot could wind up being better for him. Um, God, I kind of like him more than I like the other guys that we just went over. So Yeah, because um, he's got
0: that speed dynamic, too.
2: Yeah, I think uh, he's going so late because he hit uh you know five homers and had one stolen base last he year so in games year.
0: so yeah it was it, it was it, rough
2: it's tough to uh it's tough to expect a lot out of him but a lot of these projections you know steamers got him down for 19 and 6 237 i don't know how his batting average is going to drop that far but uh the bats got him for 22 and 7 hitting 236 as well atc has him at 19 with 259 um so I, I I like I I am buying back in to to answer the question. Yeah,
0: okay. I I definitely am Justin. I know that uh, I'm fairly certain that you're also. All on him the shares. Not, yeah, we're not All. so
2: happy that a lot of people
0: are joining that bandwagon. I will point out that um, in the last five days of online championship drafts, he's already up to two twelve with a min pick of one fifty three. I got So him, uh,
1: I got him two fifty three in TGFBI.
0: Oh, my God, that's a great scoop.
1: And I was so ecstatic. I was really pissed we talked about him on the last pod.
0: You were, uh, Yeah, I remember you even saying, with, like, yeah,
1: with stop. Matt. Yeah, because I had to then snipe him or will take him at my next opportunity. Uh, super glad to get him. I've got him in a ton of leagues. I think I, – I don't understand the projections on him necessarily considering he's going to have full-time playing time. I think there's no reason to think that – what we're seeing in projections are is going to be very conservative, uh, and as they should be. But I just I think I mean w- like you said we saw a thirty fifteen with a two seventy eight three seventy one five zero five slash in two thousand seventeen. It wasn't that long ago, and the only thing that changed is he he got playing time back. Like I don't yeah. understand people being so afraid of him.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's just one of those forgetful things. They they burned him. He was a top 100 pick last year, Domingo Santana was. He burned those folks. They're out, and he's afterthought city. Now he got traded out uh, to Seattle. He's just a bit of an afterthought. Uh, Welsh, do you have a dissenting opinion here, or do you generally agree with the uh, optimism that we all share on Domingo Santana?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit weary of where we're going with it. You kind of mentioned, like, what was the high pick, like 150?
0: Yeah, and but that's an outlier too, right? Okay. Uh, if, if his ADP lives that's something different, but even even with that min pick of 153, Domingo Santana's at 213. That was Domingo
2: uh, Santana's senior. That
0: in thing. that in that yeah, his dad was like, "Yo, let me get this."
3: I saw him from. the other day. I was at the Mariners like uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And he looked good. I mean, he looked better because he was been out, you know, he was out here in Maryville with the Brewers obviously before, and his swing looks tighter. He looks like he's a lot more locked in. He was dropping some balls. I wonder a little bit. I feel like we've got this like um maybe a little bit of rosy glasses too, where we're you know, we talk about Bucks and everyone's like, Oh, yeah, look at spring training. And we're like at Santana, we're like,
0: oh, Look at the spring wait, training. Wait. It's so good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everyone is treating Bucks then like that too. You're you're crazy. The thing is, if you Santana's don't think he's not
1: there. going like high. Santana's going, and <laughs>
3: I and, and that's why there's no problem with him. I, I'm just trying to give you some other things to think about with him. I'm not trying to crap on him or anything.
1: Post two hundred,
3: great. Post 200, 20 plus homers. I, I've I've made multiple arguments about guys when they've shown their skill set before. It's something to consider when uh, taking the risk. And I think Buxton has shown part of that. I think Santana has shown part of that. Thirty fifteen with Mizar- almost a two eighty average. Let's go. Why not post sh- two hundred? Sure. Uh,
0: Mazzara or Domingo Santana. <laughs>
3: um, I think that's <laughs> what. What are the what's the range? I think it's one sixty for Mazzara and like what two thirty for Domingo.
0: Well, here's, here's the point that I was going to make there, though. If B- Domingo Santana hit that high end range, and that's awesome. where his ADP Close. was, it would be with Mazzara. And is it that crazy to take Domingo Santana it's not, at or the around speed, Mazzara? Mazzara's not exactly. going to run. Exactly. Uh, I, so I can't, it, you, can't, same...
3: you can't disagree. I mean, Domingo Santana would be Puig Light at this point. When everybody's yeah. paying for Puig this year, he would be Puig Light. 150 picks later so i just i always worry uh, and i guess you know maybe buxton's not the right one but we we always uh want to you, you know, gotta be careful back spring about training spring stuff.
0: training of yeah of course but I don't, I don't even care i didn't even know he was having a good spring training for me for domingo santana said he was 30 15 a year ago this is and playing the better version be of open.
1: luke weaver everybody yes. got burned last year and so everybody that's ran too far away
0: that's yeah, a
2: great 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 call is he right, draftable in, in a 12 man paul yes okay i think he's draftable
1: in a 10 man
0: yeah he's so dynamic what
2: about an eight man
1: Justin? in a two man
2: what two. about in just i'm drafting by myself is that okay oh, uh, sure. what
1: you
0: do six, in your own six, time six. is your own business scott
2: <laughs> unless i leave the window open <laughs>
0: oh my god uh justin are you buying back in on ian hap
2: uh pick 261
0: on average right now
1: uh yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, there's no price attached. And again, this is a guy who was going like, what, in the top 125 last year. Yeah, and, just
0: outside the top 100.
1: Like you mentioned, hit a home run in the first plate appearance of the year. Of and the if, season. And if he had been able to continue to do that all year long, he would have hit 700 home runs. So you got to see the upside in that. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> That's actually a great point, man. I mean, that upside is not being tapped into. Yeah, no, no, um, no
1: one's talking about the the potential there. But I, look, have we completely written him off at age twenty-four? I want on this I, podcast. Yeah, has. I don't,
0: and and he has multi-position eligibility. Yeah, he's got I, a third base as well. I, I you should I, learn to
3: smile more, though.
0: I was gonna say, it's so you guys <laughs> turned me on to that, and now I can't unsee it whenever oh, I watch. I, it. I, yeah, I did it. You guys uh, talk about it on your show about how uh, Ian Happ. Is allergic to smiling. It doesn't I, matter I, what dude, he does. Walk off grand slam, don't care. Strike out, don't care. Same face, no matter what. It's so look Funny.
3: Go look at his player card. It, the uh, dude, I, when I saw. I, it was like the it's 17 so fall league. I look. I was funny, like, what's his dude. problem? Why is he so angry? He's always angry. But I don't even think he's an angry person. He's just no, he's, he's just got, a
0: resting, just bitch got face. a resting bitch face. Resting bitch face. Yeah. yeah. So I would, <laughs> Did you, you guys ever see the Jonathan's?
1: Oh <laughs> God, I just I just Google imaged him. I found <laughs> one uh I found one of him smiling and it's actually really creepy.
0: <laughs> he doesn't know how does to. There you go. He looks like there, a serial killer. There it is. <laughs> I just That's did, why he doesn't do it.
2: Did you guys see the one of Jonathan Scope like his last 3 years in Baltimore? It was like <laughs> he started out smiling and then he was okay <laughs> and then he was frowning in the last That's one. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, obviously cuz the way the way where they went eventually <laughs> down the uh, down the rabbit hole there. Um guys, uh I'm not even going to ask you guys because I know you guys are. You talked about uh, Ian Happ and how you're still buying in, and you do the hilarious meme about him about not smiling. So we'll move on to the next one here. And I'll start with you on this one. Speaking of Baltimore, good transition there. Cedric Mullins going to pick 273 on average. He had 15 homers and 27 stolen bases per 600 plate appearances in the minors. Is he a sneaky late gamble that you're, that you're looking to get?
2: You know, I I wasn't into it uh, for a while. But now that I know he's going to hit lead off, uh, I like that. I saw him today in in a game when I came home. They were showing the replay because Kron hit two bombs. And Cedric Mullins got on and immediately looked to steal first. And I think we're going to see just so much out of him doing that this season. So, yeah, I'm in on Cedric Mullins. I think I would rather have him over Domingo Santana. Okay. Well, he is going to be
0: cheaper. Um, so if, if you're factoring that in, I can understand it. He's going to have more speed too. And the speed is probably the bigger rarity. Uh, I think I would still lean Santana, but I don't think that's egregious for you to say that at all, especially if Santana's price continues to rise, then I might be changing my tune, but said Mullins seems like a pretty interesting sneak tip there. Uh, Welsh, was he a product of any note? I know that that system is pretty devoid of prospects, but was he one of their guys that, uh, that they're putting some hopes on here for Cedric Mullins? No. Way better than
2: Durbin Feldman. I mean that's not
0: even a real player. Game. So have been Furby. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, he was kind of in that like middle spot for the uh, for the I said the Mariners for the you guys thinking about Domingo Santana. Um, for the Orioles there for a bit, but also like if you look at some of the moves that they've done and how they've been developing their system, they're getting outfielders. They you know the big trade was for Yusei El Diaz. You know, and then they brought in and they've got Austin Hayes. I mean they're kind of built for the future in outfield, but he's done fine. One thing I would mark for a guy like Cedric Mullins here is if you're post 200, I'm probably more interested in less done a killer job in the beginning and getting like Whitmerfield and whatever stolen bases. I'm more prone to want these type of players like Domingo Santana and Mullins than I am the Mancini's, the Gritchick's, the Bruce's what we've talked about. Those late power speed over the pop. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like my double digit power and speed. If I'm going to put that at the back end of uh, my outfield. So I'm more prone to take these. I wouldn't say like I'm, you know, I'm um, running to the draft board to get Mullins, but I like the potential of leading off for a garbage team. He's going to have opportunity is one of the best sneaker, secret, secret uh, fantasy type of things, sneaky fantasy things that we can have with guys like Mullins and Santana on garbage teams. So sure. Give me 15, 15. I will be more than happy. I'd rather do it than, you know, Polka and Bruce.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel that uh, Justin, you, one of the things you have been harping on throughout the off season is not freaking out of where guys are going to play. Um, and, and blocking off great talent or just ignoring that talent at the draft table because of that, because so many things happen. So who's your favorite? Where are they going to play? Gamble. Is it Kyle Tucker at 272, Tyrell O'Neill at nine, or Franchi Cordero, who also has a 349 ADP? That's because I'm rounding, and so um, they happen to have the same number there. But who do you like best out of that trio?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I think it's Tyler O'Neill.
0: Okay, talk to us about Mr. O'Neill and his uh his bodybuilding ways. I think his dad yeah. or both of his parents are bodybuilders, so he's yoked and he has got crazy power, but also sneak tip, great speed,
1: and really great defense. So yeah, exactly. I, I just think he's. I think at the end of the day, the all-around skill set will win out for him over okay. guys who are flawed because Dexter Fowler is Dexter Fowler. And uh, we've already talked yes. about uh, uh, Jose Martinez's defensive struggles. So I just think eventually the Cardinals are going to give him the opportunity. And he does have 70 uh, power. I think it is pretty close to being uh, game power. Uh, the question is, will he make enough contact? I, I, think, he, I think he can, uh, especially in the day and age in which we're, we're okay with guys striking out. As much uh, as uh, as they are these days, so O'Neal, I just think has the best opportunity for a path to playing time. I love Kyle Tucker, and I've got Tucker in a number of leagues already, uh, because I think that the talent and the the team around him is so great that if he does get a role, it could be just so valuable in fantasy. But they still have Reddick under contract for a couple years. They're 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 messing around with this Tony Kemp thing. I I just feel like he needs too much to happen in order for him to get there. I'm not discounting him, and I'm not running away from him in the way that I did with Bellinger. I'm just i I'm a little worried.
0: Okay. I, I understand that. Um, and I like O'Neal as well, too. And we talked about the Franchi situation with San Diego. Bogman, who's your favorite of that trio? Kyle Tucker, Tyler O'Neal, Franchi Cordero.
2: Ugh, I kind of hate to say it because I shit on him on in the book. The 99 Fantasy Player Debate's a little bit... But I think it's gotta be Kyle Tucker out of this group. Um, you know, I, I get that, you know, Dexter Fowler is going to get hurt and miss some time. And, um, going to get in there, but I think the same thing, we can say the same thing about Reddick and Michael Brantley in Houston. Those guys are injury prone. I know, uh, they're both fairly healthy last season, but you know, nothing's guaranteed. So I think that, uh, I think that Tucker can work his way in the lineup. So, and and getting anywhere in that lineup is a good spot to be in. Uh, so, I, I think I got to go with Kyle Tucker.
0: Welsh, do you agree with uh, Bogman, Justin, or are you the Franchi guy? I would
3: say with Franchi, if we were playing this pretend game where if we got the max, if we can max out each player, and they were given opportunity. Franchi Cordero would be the most valuable and best player of all these guys. I if, would take him
2: too. Yeah. If we
3: played the max out game, if we sure. were doing it, you know, hey, it all works out. Franchie's the guy. Think, yeah, six, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that type go. of stuff. Because uh, I, I've seen all of these dudes in different capacities of minor leagues and spring training and stuff in person. And and Francie's a dude. He's a serious dude. But Cal uh, Tucker is, I, I think, has the best opportunity for uh, being able to maintain his skill set, which. Is at a relatively high level, 25 plus homers, a good high average he would hit in the middle of a lineup. So, if we're talking about it from this year, I I think Tyler, personally, and this might sound weird, like Tyler O'Neill, I think is going to get early looks, but I think long term uh, sustainability. I think Kyle Tucker has the best opportunity for this season because, do we do I mean, is Tyler White going to hold him off? Maybe. Maybe that'll it happen. Could. But when Tucker gets his opportunity, he's going to go. I don't think the Cardinals outfield is in a spot where Tyler O'Neill is going to get the go all season, so I would take Tucker.
0: Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, good thing we're heading to the finish line here because my voice is <laughs> going. Uh, all right, so for the last one here, we each picked a guy or two that we just wanted to talk about. We don't necessarily – we're not necessarily – Loving these guys because I'm making that caveat because one of the guys I bring up, I'm not like super keen on, but I just want to make sure he gets discussed because uh, these are just kind of our in, so that no one's missed. I mean, I'm sure there's still going to be some guys that folks want to have discussed, but a couple guys each. Welsh, we'll start with you. Uh, who are the two guys? Just a quick sentence or two about them and we'll wrap it up.
3: Uh, Aviso Garcia with the, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, I mean, hitting four in that lineup DHing, so maybe he can, uh, keep the health. I think that's a pretty prime spot. You know, they're going to manufacture as they do. And, you know, he, he had, what was it last year? Like a huge run, like 300 plus. So I think he can get on some streaks. There's value and everything we talked about with David Peralta. How about Steven Souza? Who's going a million picks later? Health is a question, but I mean, the thing he offers is a more stolen base opportunity and, uh, wouldn't even be shocked if. He uh, out, even outpaced David Peralta at some point this year, so uh, you know, I would go with Sosa and uh, Garcia.
0: The Sousa comp well, might be Domingo Santana on, on a lesser tip. Not the same batting average, but he was thirty sixteen 16 in 2017. Yeah. He only had 239, but he's not too far from that. Uh, Justin, who are your guys?
1: Uh, Willie Calhoun and Teoscar Hernandez. If you listen to this podcast for yeah any length of time, you've heard me talk about both these guys, so I don't need to necessarily go into huge depth. Uh, both just need roles. Uh, on their teams, uh, I, I guess they, they fall into the category of where are they going to play uh, because Calhoun is uh, defensively challenged and uh, Hernandez... <laughs> you keep saying
0: that. That's such a nice way to put that for him, <laughs> Jose Martinez. You're being so nice to them.
1: <laughs> oh, and for some reason the Blue Jays hate T. Oscar Hernandez. I know. It's so bizarre. What, what did Matthew Berry say? Like a mott-like intensity. Yes, yeah, um... with a mot
0: like <laughs> heat.
1: It just uh, they uh, yeah, they just for some reason hate Teoscar Hernandez, who's a stat gas hero. Uh, I, I'm betting on the talent uh, and I've done this before and it hasn't paid off. So it probably won't pay off again. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of shares of both these guys.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be in on um, both of them. We, we share uh, our, our love for both Calhoun and Teoscar. Bogman, I you only got one guy down, but I do like him. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about Jorge Soler.
2: Well, I mean, I just didn't think he was going past 300. But how about Adam Jones too?
0: Oh, Adam yeah, Jones. there you go. Doesn't <laughs> even
2: have a team yet. Somehow that pisses right. me off. And yeah, I that's because I like him.
0: Like I like yeah. him as a dude. Cleveland, but Cleveland, dude. That'd be I rate spot harping on that. How is he not in Cleveland F playing you, Greg over? Greg Allen, Tyler? get yep. out of here. I no, no, no. Still, Greg Allen, Leonis Martin. And Adam Jones, not Tyler freaking Naquin, dude. But anyway, talk to us about uh, Jones and Jorge Soler. Then.
2: Well, I think you kind of mentioned it. Jones is just a solid guy. You know, you're gonna get whatever. You know, 15 to 20 bombs. He's gonna drive some in. Uh, He's gonna score some runs too, uh, and hit for. Yeah, life. and hit for a decent okay. average, like 270-ish at least. So uh I- I'm I'm fine with Adam Jones. And Solaire just has so much power. He can't stay healthy. Uh they're they're desperate for pop in Kansas City. So he's gonna be hacking away there and he could uh hit some late home runs. And he was another guy like uh Paulka in the TGI uh FBI uh draft. <laughs> I was pissed that he went. So I was like uh, I'm oh, that man, too, I got sniped on Solaire,
0: come yeah. on. I get, I get mad about pick 300 snipes. I'm, I'm right there with you. Don't worry about that. Uh, okay, my two guys, Kristen Stewart, somebody I've talked about uh, for the Tigers. Uh, to use Justin's kind phrase, he's defensively challenged. Uh, I think Kevin Kiermaier using the wrong hand would be a better defender than Kristen Stewart and maybe a bird box blindfold. I think with both of those things, he'd still be a better defender than Kristen Stewart. But... He takes his walks, and he has really sharp power. And he's slated to bat second. Josh Harrison, perfectly capable leadoff hitter. He's not some stud, but he's going to be fine. And then Castellanos and Cabrera and Candelario behind him, so he should score some runs getting on base. I think he could pop 30 homers this year. And then the other one I wanted to bring up that, like I said, this isn't automatically a full-on endorsement, especially because I don't want to be accused of like freaking out due to spring training. It's Lewis Brinson. I bring him up not because of spring training, but because he's not a 199 hitter, right? I think we all understand and and would agree on that. He was a pretty dynamic power-speed combo in the minors. I certainly think he's better than he was last year. How much better? I don't really know. But can he be like, I don't know, hit 240 and go 15-15? You know that seems pretty reasonable, and he's going later than 300 right now. He's on Miami, which sucks. Not only does it suck because their lineup isn't good and their park's difficult, but all the pitching that they have to face on those other teams yeah. is so difficult. Like that's kind of the underrated factor of being on Miami, in addition to the crap that's already surrounding him. So, you know, that's why he's so cheap. But that's why you can take Lewis <laughs> Brinson in your deeper leagues and and just see what what you long. can get there.
1: He's got two two homer games already. I know that, he's that, that's leading the, the major too. leagues in home runs in spring training.
0: Let uh, me do this real quick. Let me see if his uh, if his price is already skyrocketing. Didn't
2: Franco do that last year? He's he
0: Franco's it year. done it every year. That's our.
1: It's either yeah, that's our, Franco uh, and Mike Moustak is trading off on those.
0: That's our threshold mm-hmm. uh, to have a good spring. You have to have a Franco like mm-hmm. uh, spring. So he's already up thirty five picks from 388 to 3 to 353. So, it's going to go up we're another 30. To yeah, it's that, That's still nothing though. I no, I understand. I understand, but his min pick is 300. I will so say, R-
1: in his defense, he only has four strikeouts in 17 plate appearances. Hey,
0: for him that is that's absolutely huge. amazing. Like that you just don't see that you, for like what If he can keep If can be yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, if he can keep a 25% yeah. strikeout rate, he is prime Carlos Gomez.
0: I That's a, that's a good call. That's a good comp. He's going to be 25. Just don't forget Lewis Brinson completely because this is the ultimate a prospect who failed us, and now he's the most worthless player ever. And then if he does happen to pop up this year, people will be like, where did he come from? It's like, well, he was on prospect list for like six years. So, again, that's not a full-on advocating for him if you're drafting, and hold, uh, last pick of a 15-teamer, maybe take a shot. I, I'm a sucker for power speed, guys, so I had to give him a little look there. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Another mega pod. You guys were asked for regularly after your last appearance, so uh, there was no doubt we were going to get you on this offseason. Uh, Welsh, give us an idea about the book, the 99 Debates uh, book that, that I helped participate in and, and where folks can get it.
3: Yes, my friends, you can check it out. We reference it a couple times over on Amazon. There's a paperback version, a Kindle, and we have got the uh, requested Paul Spore searchable PDF version, <laughs> which is very, very important. Uh, that's available at inthisleague.com. What it is, is it's a, just a different way to consume fantasy and rankings and just processing. And, you know, there's I think there's amazing guides. You guys in general as a podcaster guide, Justin and their crew, they put up a great guide. What this is. Is I think it's another tool. And we took uh, literal player debates, player versus player, because we love to do that at, in this league. We did it in a boxing style format. So each page is almost like its own boxing card. We have the stats up. We have got, uh, Bogdan and I wrote up each one of them. And then we got three people from the industry to judge each debate. So Spore is in it. We got Eno, Colette, I mean, Pisa Pia, P's, Steve Gardner. It just keeps going. And uh, the three each score them. So we have a winner. So in each page, you get to see what each person did, how the winner ranked out. There's 99 of them. We even did some debates from the previous year we reviewed, which is like the the Christian Yelich one is Oh my Wild, God. I know. know. Wild. <laughs> and uh, we had fun with that. We have a 300 rank in there, so it's just a passion project of ours. We hope people want to check it out, support us. Uh, a couple more weeks as draft goes on, and you can, this year is the first time we got a physical uh, paperback version of it. So uh, 99 Fantasy Baseball Player Debates on Amazon and uh, all the ways to do it, and uh, yeah. we appreciate it. And hopefully, we can get Justin next year. We uh, Justin's a busy guy. I want Justin on there because I like his takes on it.
1: So
0: yeah, uh,
2: TGFBI I, organizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was, he,
0: he's, he,
1: you can well, never. I was say also that he's having not... a baby and stuff, you know. So. Yeah, you, you you can can whatever with your excuses.
2: Slack. Are you going to do it next year or not? That's come <laughs> on. If Justin can't do something for you, it's
0: never because he's just being lazy. Yeah. It's Definitely because he has other stuff going on. By the and way, you, guys... you
2: fucking got me with this Skeeter picture. <laughs> you fucking nailed me with this Skeeter. Did picture. he do a Skeeter picture? Yeah, he definitely Skeeter. did. Oh, that's putting so the good. half up. I was like, "What is this? Oh my god, I got gotten."
3: Now, so, t- you know, just real, oh my God, there I've, it is right there. That, I've been holding on to my laughter
1: for so long. It's
3: so good. Let me. Can I just, real quick, real quick, this is why that's so great. Long time, because in this league, this is our, you know, Bogman and I in this league, we've been five, six years, we had this long, long bet. And we've been around with Justin, like we all kind of came up at the same time doing our things, and Justin knows about this. There's this long bet thing we had, or, or a couple years where what happened is we'd have our show sheet. And Bogman would be like, so check out this tweet of this guy. And I'm like, okay, I'd click on it. And then, bam, he'd skeeter me. And it'd be a picture of Matt Duffy's <laughs> yeah, big fat what, cat. Yeah, okay. And it was a big fat cat. And there's all these different memes of him, like, in a stadium. And he did it for years on me. It was this long-going <laughs> bet at In This League or just joke we had. and it's so effing funny that you just did that because you got skeeter. Okay
2: it. Yeah. Skeetering. It's, like getting it's ice. different than skeetered. Way different. So it's yeah, skeetering. It, is. it so. is absolutely different. I mean, you, you can um, see
1: I, I put it in – the, the, so the, in the show notes about 20 minutes ago it and i've perfect. just been sitting here on mute laughing <laughs> and you re-referenced
2: okay, too
0: you were like yo cl- click on the pics
1: <laughs> yeah. well i needed you know, to it get was... the reaction
2: on well air. ian half does look like a serial killer in his smiling picture <laughs> yo, that, it is, is, it
3: that is that is so funny but paul terrible. thank you for uh thank you for doing it we appreciate that and you've hey. been a good supporter of all that stuff and i think and people like it this year it's a better version than it was no, last the improvements year
0: were incredible you guys did a great job uh I, I, the searchable <laughs> thing that you're talking about is that last year it was pictures so you couldn't search them and i felt like it really needed to be searchable and it definitely improved on it i really really like it i'll tell uh, everyone so what job. you did with that searchable I yeah. the, fir- the first thing you searched i searched for mine i searched my name <laughs>
3: Yeah, I you caught something, see. which was great. Right my away, favorite. you caught this I one thing it. we need to get oh, fixed. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did,
2: too. Within did. minutes,
3: Paul Sly. Like, and he sends me a screenshot, and this is the best part about it. He's like, hey, I caught this mistake. We're like, oh, cool, we fix it. And then what you see under the picture is Paul Spore highlighted picture
0: because you searched yeah. your name. It's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I found it because I was searching my <laughs> name. So I just wanted to see how everyone else voted on them uh, on the ones that I voted on. Yeah, um, yeah. Bogman, tell us a bit about the podcast and, and what you guys got going on in, in this league.
2: We got everything going on it in this league. We got the baseball just had hell week. Uh, yeah, we just had hell week last week. Wow. We had an uncensored mock with Paul spore that he did on his Twitch. And we did for our secret show for our Patreon subscribers over at patreoncom slash itl army. So we've got baseball going this week. We got, uh, Two mock drafts going this week, which I love because I don't have any problem spending four hours editing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you stuff. do not <laughs>
0: love those. You lie. It's
2: like a, a painting, though. Them. It's like my masterpiece. Like, it's I can't true. do anything right, but I can pull clips and make the, the mock drafts really, really funny. The
0: drops so. are – I just – I die. Even when I know the ones that are coming, <laughs> uh, they – they just absolutely crack me up. My favorite quote from Hell Week. Will you shut up and listen? That was Bogman to the Welsh. And so you have to listen to the Hell Week to find that. And what they mean by Hell Week, by the way, is it's five podcasts. They they do two a week, and this is uh, five in one week where they do their position reviews. That's actually how I found you guys many moons ago and uh, been with you guys ever since. So keep up the great work over there. I really like it. You guys okay. do things. Different things, which is great, right? It's, it's, you don't want to add to the cacophony of everything else. And just do the mm-hmm. same old stuff that everyone else is doing. I think that's what Justin's got going with Friends with Fantasy Benefits. I certainly hope that that's what we've got going with this show and stuff that we do at Rotographs. Not just adding on to everything that everyone else is doing. You guys are hilarious. Uh, you have different stuff with like the Army and Uncensored shows and the 99 Debates. So keep up the great work, guys. And we do we'll football def-
2: and basketball and the Welsh Prospect One. And I do college fantasy football. We do Too everything. Much.
0: No, it, it, It's so good. So get over there, support them, listen to them, join their Patreon after you find out that you like them. And we will definitely have you guys back on during the season for sure. And hopefully my voice will actually work. So thank you guys <laughs> for being on and I'll talk to you all later.
3: Thank you. We'll see you this week, Paul. We'll see you soon. That's right. If you're right, not I'll dying. See you guys
0: in a few days. I might I might be half dead, but I will at least see you guys in a few days. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. <laughs> Take care. guys. love you